Hello and welcome to the Salacast on Sunday the 20th of June 2010. Welcome to our E3 special discussing the uh, Electronic Entertainment Expo. Joining me, uh, I'm Dan Train and joining me as ever, Robert Kemp. Yo! And Zachary Burgess. Words. Words. Lots of them. Lots of words. You call this an E3 special but really this is pretty much just on schedule when our our normal podcast would have been. That's true. I wanted to do it a little bit earlier, but never mind. Now E3 is officially over and uh, all the news is out the way that's fit to print, so we can delve in. So we can talk about it instead. Other people can print it and we can talk about it. Yes. And you, you've been desperately reading as much as you can in the past five minutes so you can tell what to talk about. Or Rob has. No, I've just been catching up the last few bits. I've been just that there's so aware. much, isn't there? It's just an explosion in the gaming character and ca- calendar character. 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 <laughs> an explosion of news and uh, craziness. Um, and uh, so much stuff comes out so quickly. And you just have to, you know, process it as fast as you can. So we're going to uh, try and do that. Do some processing. So news see how processing. we go, shall we? So should we, uh, like, should we go through the press conferences? How about that? Or... Uh, how should we do this? Because normally I ask what you've been this playing, a, but I thought yeah, we'd discuss some of the one. new things. Yeah. I reckon in a way you should just go sort of, sort of just randomly pick out topics that stuck in our head. That would be a good one. <laughs> you know, like okay. what, was mo- what were the most poignant moments for you? Poignant? Poignant. That's a word. I know it's a word, but I don't think it's a word you'd exactly describe here's some news coming out of E3. Oh, that's a poignant. <laughs> <laughs> poignant piece of news. Poignant piece of it's... gaming it's ponderative. That's ponderous. definitely not worth. No. <laughs> what? what? I don't know. Because it's not ponderous news. The news itself isn't Salient. pondering. Unless yeah. it's slow. That? Unless it's very slow news, then it could be ponderous. Is that a good word, though? <laughs> what, what about salient, salient points? Yeah, salient. It's, a weird, it's a weird word, isn't it? Salient. Isn't a salient like a promontory or something? Like something sticking out <laughs> into the sea? Where you sail to? I'm sailing to the salient. <laughs> sailing to the salient. Oh, I don't know. Salient points. No, I think it is. I think it's an as a salient points is in an as an analogy with things sticking into the sea. It's like they're the important points because you might run into them with your boat. So they're the salient points. <laughs> <laughs> I think that may be right. Okay, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna say a topic. Okay, how about that? And we shall discuss. Okay, boom. Start there with. It is. Natal, or as it is now known, Connect. Shittest name ever. Boo. Yeah, boo! It's even worse than the name they made the first time. Even if it was really about think, birth control. Do you really think the name Connect is worse than the name We? Natal. Oh, no. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I, well, at least We was kind of like completely unexpected. Connected is, connect is just boring. Well, when I yeah. when I actually when I just now when Rob was reading the news and I looked at the word connect, that wasn't exactly how I was thinking it was spelled. Even though I knew how it was spelled, that wasn't it. <laughs> I'd heard it and I was like, I know it's obviously a contract. It's like an obvious stupid word that's made up of kinetic, where it's like, oh, because you move around and then yeah. connect. It's like, but that just doesn't look right. Well, you know, it doesn't sound right that you're, you're, there's, there's not really much of a connection. The idea is that it's completely unconnected, isn't it? It's... Yes, but you're connecting kinetically. 
you're competing oh. with the experience, you see, of the of the game. So it's like Link in uh, in uh, Zelda. Link is named Link because he's your Link to into the game world, isn't he? That's why he was originally <laughs> named that. It's the same kind of logic. It's a terrible reason. And they only had yeah. four characters. And yeah, that, that's the other epic. reason. <laughs> Sorry? They probably only had four characters back in the NES days as well for, like, names. I'm not sure. I think even in the first one you could set your own name. I'm not sure. You certainly can these days, can't you? So <laughs> Link is completely superfluous apart from for use in fandom. But yes, the Kinect. Um, but have you seen any of the games for it then? Have you seen any of the excited about any of that stuff? Well, I saw a bit about the uh, Metal Gear Solid Rising thing. With the, is that, uh, is that supposedly Xbox? Connect? I think so. I think they were saying. Well, yeah, I think it was to do with the fact that it was sort of play, wasn't it? Or it had always been sort of toyed with as being an Xbox exclusive, wasn't it? Or yeah, well, I'm I saw. Very confused. Well, I saw a trade about it, and I, I, I'm not surprised if people are confused about this. I might have to go and check this myself, but uh, it looks like a Kinect game because, yes, it's about swords, and it's about you can cut at any angle because you play as Raiden or whatever. I don't know yes. the Metal Gear Solid You need to cut stuff. someone in half, and then you need to cut that half in half. <laughs> exactly, but the, the footage I saw, I, I saw was like... Um, you hold down a button and it and it and it goes into bullet time or whatever, and then uh, you have like a, a plane that you can see for cutting, and then you can turn it using. And so it looked like it's using a standard controller, and then when you released, he cut through that plane or whatever as one of the things. So that's obviously not like a connect motion control or even Wii Motion Plus sort of move, is it? That's just a bait. I mean, it, it would yeah, make sense to axis. use that. Yeah, exactly. But um, it it did look really cool, I have to say, all the cutting. And also, it looked it really, you know, gory. Like, because you can cut anywhere and on people as well. It's like the, yeah, yeah. you know, the, the Star Wars prequels, they had those battle droids so that the Jedi could just cut thing, people in half without literally cutting people in half because that would be too gory. Well, this is just, yeah, cut people in half. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Do it some more, you know. Yeah, you can cut people and then their arms fly off or whatever, and then you can cut, then cut that again before it hits the ground and stuff like that. <laughs> make, sure, make sure the hand is perfectly severed from the rest of the arm. It's a, it's a requirement. We can't, just can't have it all in one place. But this is like old Soldier of Fortune days in terms of sort of gore, isn't it? With individually modelled body parts. And Do you remember that? The, the what? Oh, Soldier of Fortune. Yeah. yeah First person no, shooter. Was, that was quite funny. Cause, yeah. Uh, yeah, they made a big deal of the fact that they had layers of flesh or something and you could, like, shoot into them and eventually get to bone level. Yeah, and now we have... Basically, all it meant that. is that it, you didn't really see those layers. The end result was basically you shot at someone's hand, it fell off. <laughs> or, alternatively, yeah. you slightly nudged them and then they just exploded for some reason. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was yeah. hella buggy. It wasn't very good, was it? But this does look good, uh, um... I'm not. They huge... tried to shock you with pictures of cows with half of their insides missing. Ew. And then an but yeah. Long and did that instead. <laughs> but this isn't really a Metal Geary sort of stealthy game. The way it looks, it looks like you can just literally cut through metal columns and stuff like that. It just cause everything to just explode around you just by cutting it. <laughs> so I actually think it looked really cool. I don't know. It depends on what they do with it, really. If it ends up being an MGS4-style 
way too much cinematic. That, then that might be taking <laughs> taking the piss somewhat, but yeah, I, well, I, I can't. I'm a bit confused as what they could do past the gimmick, though. Is like, um, yeah, I know there's a certain purpose as you have to re- require the spines of people or something. Um, and that's why you're cutting them up. But, Ew. but it's, it's, <laughs> yeah, no, there's some shots. This game of, like, sounds lovely. <laughs> yeah, it does. It sounds, sounds beautiful. But I'm not quite sure yeah. what you, the cutting mechanic is for, other than just a fancy sort of tech thing, tech demo thing. You know, the yeah. actual gameplay is gonna, really going to be very little to do with the uh, the ability to slice and dice. Hmm, I don't know. Now we're doing it. it. Seemed now like we're doing it. Was it. A, Maybe there, maybe there'll be a slap chop as one of the unlockable weapons. <laughs> that would be incredibly <laughs> ineffective. You're gonna love my nut. <laughs> Should we uh, think of some uh, um, actual Connect games though? Uh, because well, I think that one. Child of Eden. Child of Eden. Freaking yes. Child of Eden. So this is oh effectively pro- motion control res, res, isn't it? Yeah, a proper res sequel. Holy crap! It's, yeah, it's spiritual, but it's it definitely looked like res to me. I don't know about you. Well, yes. Well, the fact that it's called Child of Eden itself is a hell of a reference. I think it is. I think it is almost a sequel because I've heard it's like you're battling AIs and stuff. It sounds almost exactly like Res. Yeah, yeah. You know? But and control of course, scheme sounds interesting though because you sort of have to. Apparently, you can use normal controllers as well. But apparently, you put your oh, arm, you? your hands up and sort of where they are just determines the targeting cursors, and then you sort of just sort of gesture like you're flinging a disc at the screen or something um to shoot um mm. seems to be the demo they showed <laughs> that would be bad if you have to do it a lot though <laughs> yeah you're like <laughs> <laughs> oh, flail madly at the screen <laughs> that doesn't sound super precise well no you get a targeting cursor on screen so you know where your hands are oh but, you sort of... but with res you didn't have to be precise because it was just about dragging yeah, like... over the enemies to lock them on and then releasing yeah and that's true that's true using that same style from what we can tell okay hmm. so that's looking but, good but in, the interesting thing is is it might be because they showed the guy and they're using both arms maybe there's a sort of dual stick element to it or you know, oh, or, maybe, or maybe he was just hardcore and playing two-player mode by himself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it would be fun to involve both sort of hands in the experience, you know, <laughs> moving both around in the air in front of your TV. <laughs> you know, I've got to be honest, they might, than... in, the, in the modern day, they might have to do something a bit more than just res, though, if you know what I mean. Uh, yeah, not that I, not that I, I have any that. problem with the mechanics of res at all. It's just that they might need to, if they're going to capture most of the audience, there might need to be some new twists. Mm. Some some other new mechanics. Possibly motion-based, but, you know. Well, we've yet to see what Tetsuya Misaguchi comes up with, I guess. He's always got some tricks up his sleeve, hasn't he? Yeah. So, and, He's of course, the music awesome. itself and the levels, you know, are, but the music is a big part of those games, obviously. Oh, so, absolutely. Yeah. And the uh, trailer did not disappoint. Mm, exactly. So Probably, that's cool. <laughs> properly funky trance. Except not funky in the seventies sense, just good. So would that entice you to uh, uh, purchase a Connect? Depending on the <laughs> that price? one game, well, well, possibly. Well, you know. Although the other thing is, is they obviously don't need the Connect to play Child of Eden. They are so they are making it controller, oh, okay. and I think they've talked about. Well, they haven't. They're, they're sort of considering doing it for PlayStation Move as well. I don't think there was any sort of hard line. We're doing it for this yet, but right. But I'm definitely. Very interested in the game. Still, 
I've got to be honest, I'm still not 100% convinced by the idea of Connect as a gaming platform. Not right, yeah. Simply on the basis of what we talked about a few weeks back on the Wii, and that there's only so much you can do with motion. Yeah, it, it's as you say, like, I'm not, I personally, I'm not convinced about the Wii as a gaming platform, as it were. Certainly <laughs> not a hardcore, not games that I am interested in, but. Um... No, I still think there's. Uh, there's still, I still believe that there's potential, perhaps, in them, but that someone is going to needs to come up with some seriously innovative ideas, and maybe Connect is the way forward, simply because it offers you the ability to perhaps have more complicated gestures than ever before. That's true. The game I was most impressed by at Connect at the E3 that I saw was actually the uh, Harmonix dancing game because it just looked like. I mean, it's not a hardcore game in any way, but it just looked like a brilliant party game. Just you know, yeah, no, DD. It was. It's properly dancing. Have you seen it? Well, yeah, it can do that now, doesn't it? Because it can track yeah. the body with some the... accuracy. In theory, you could. You actually have to do the moves now in order for it to work. Exactly. It's not just shuffling your feet in some weird, um, no. stunted stepping arrangement. Because DDR, Dance Dance Revolution. I mean, that's about as close to actually dancing as Guitar Hero is to you know playing a real guitar solo, isn't it? You yeah, know, it's. it's not... it, Far off. Even, you wouldn't expect people, unless you know, were break dancers, to really uh, dance like that the majority of the time. But <laughs> sort of no, mysterious but, leg shuffling. Yeah, it's like leg shuffling. Whereas this, this could actually sort of, t- you know, you have to move your arms in the right patterns and stuff, and it and it kind of comes up with a, like a card that shows you what the next move is going to be coming up. A bit like you know Tetris. This is the next shape. Yeah. And, uh, I didn't think then, about that actually. The whole "what's coming next" stuff, because obviously in DDR and Guitar Hero, you get a nice clear. This yeah. is the note you need to play, or this is the panel you need to step on. Yeah. Uh, so the actual so, dancing. Actually, in a game with actual dancing, that could be fairly difficult to. Yeah. In a way, so you'd actually game, have to learn what the uh, moves the are, cards mean. and then yeah. get prompted by a certain move. I think that's how it works. So you can. Uh, so there's so many moves, card things in the game, and then and then they come up. Uh, but you'll probably have to have learned them first. But even if you can't, you can just sort of try and follow the... Even if you don't know exactly what you're doing next, you can just try and follow the uh, virtual representation on screen. Because there's a character on screen doing exactly what you're supposed to do, and then there's a very faint outline of what you are actually doing. But um, it's more about seeing what you're supposed to be doing and then uh, just copying it and dancing. And uh, it will track one person, but the booth they were showing it off they were just encouraging other people to just stand aside and play along even though they weren't you know interacting with the game they could still play along they, and do the dance I think moves. they said i think someone said that, um as part of that that they will have support for three at a time oh really what so tracking tra- using them yeah so it'll track three people that's really cool actually i mean that really would be because i mean it's an awkward number, but I suppose that's you know, I guess. requirements. <laughs> it's going to be pretty difficult to get previews in anyway. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's not so bad having one lead sort of dancer for a song, and then two like backup dancers if you're in a party <laughs> situation. You know, you know, and like because Saturday night I karaoke thing. But I I went over to um John Barlow's um house for Christmas so uh, a, a couple of years ago, and uh, they had a Wii, and that was a real. Um, you know, casual gaming environment because he's got two young sisters, and you know they they, they didn't have mad world of whatever it is. <laughs> you know, they had um, 
you know, Wii Sports and stuff. And they had this game where you did Probably this dance thing. Probably can't have been thing. much out back then anyway, so... Yeah, it was a while ago. But they, you, they, they were enjoying the dancing, and then they were, had to twirl around or something. But it was like, dance, and you'll get points. But, of course, they were just... what you All you had to do was waggle the thing around, you know? It yeah. didn't have any actual... Ri- and I thought, wow, if they could... You know, if you could really have a game actually do that, and this is what this Dance Central... And it's harmonics as well, so I trust them... Mm given their pedigree with Guitar Hero and then Rock Band they, to they do something They probably good. wouldn't attempt something that they didn't think they could pull off. Exactly. I mean, I don't know if I... Because, you know, that's a lot of hardware for something, so there'll have to be a lot of... a, a few more interesting things to get me interested in Connect. but hmm. I'd, at a party, I'd, I'd love that. It'd be so great. Because people would get involved even if they were like, oh, I don't want to dance. When they saw that, they'd, they'd get into it, I think. Which is cool. No, it's like I'm not 100 percent convinced, but uh, well, I've seen I've seen perhaps non-dancing that... games might be more likely. <laughs> yeah. I don't know because you look more stupid doing non-dancing games with the Connect. I think I think dancing is one of the most dignified things you can do in front of Connects in a way because all the other motions <laughs> are going to look quite retarded to an onlooker. But at least dancing looks. I mean, it's meant to, the whole point of dancing is the physical motion looks good, right? Mm. Even if yeah, whereas other physical motions make you, you know, in front to control a video game is going to make you look quite retarded, especially if it's, you know, grabbing an invisible steering wheel and stuff like that. Hmm. So, but I don't know. What do you think? I mean, did you see the Forza sort of thing? Connect. Forza Connect. I didn't, I didn't see it, but I heard of it. You know, there you just literally hold your hands out and go, vroom, vroom, vroom. That's it. Presumably you don't have to make that sound effect. Yeah, that would be funny. The, car. the thing is, did it have... The bit I didn't see was, did it have pedal support somehow? No. So you have to, like... See, no. Oh, there you go. That's crap. I want a wheel. It was, <laughs> but yeah, basically, because um, uh, there was a previous demo with Natal where you had sort of some kind of support for acceleration and braking using your feet or something, but this one was literally just, uh, you know, the braking assist in Forza. Oh, they had that on. They literally applied it to acceleration as well. Yeah, so I think there's all you, I think there's that option in the game anyway. <laughs> so it'll accelerate and brake for you. So all yeah. it was was steering. But it was obviously just a tech demo. But and the thing that people were impressed by was the like walking around the car to look at it thing. Oh, that's kind of cool. Or well, so you can lean your head and stuff, and it would move the camera with you. That's yeah, kind of yeah, cool yeah. in a way. It was, yeah, so they were showing off their amazing model, the car model they had of the the new Ferrari, which is really pretty, mm. and you, you could like literally walk around it using the Connect, which was sort of cool. But then, and they were like new ways to experience cars or something. I don't know. I don't know because they're all around like, them. <laughs> I know. And I was like, well, this pretend is cool, like but... you're eerily staring at someone else's car that you wish you had. That you wish you had, yeah. And you can flip up the bonnet and look at the engine or something, or no, or yeah, stuff like that. And I don't know. I Amazing. mean, it was cool. I know. So there you go. That was that. Well, see, that you've hit precisely one of my concerns about this. Is there'll be a lot of pointless things you can do with Connect. Yeah. But actually turning into a gameplay scenario might be difficult. I quite like the look of the just the the dashboard for it. With I mean, that, yeah, that, that, the simplified that, dash. Exactly. So it's just an easy, and you can just do it with your well, hand and you've stuff. You hit the nail on the head there because one of the things I'm more interested in Connect by is is the fact that it is a uh, a very good interaction replacement for the controller just for normal tasks. Yeah. 
screw gaming. If you're sitting on the couch and you want to like change the volume or you know skip ahead a little bit, the vo- vocal mm. and gesture controls for a video, for instance, would be brilliant. Although, or like just browsing a... through a television listing or something, waggling your hand in the air would be great. <laughs> It'd be a lot of fun, wouldn't it? Although it did look pretty dumb when he used the vocal controls and he had to address it as Xbox. Did you see that? Well, I don't really see how else you'd do it because otherwise you'd have you know occasionally get confused between you talking with your that's mates true. and stuff. They did that's say true. at one point that that this whole system should be able to detect who is talking though, thanks yeah. to um, like a directional mic or something like that. I don't know if that actually made it in because I haven't seen it like past that initial sort of oh we should be able to do this kind of quote, but. Uh, because that would be quite interesting for like quiz games and stuff, where you it would like yeah. ask you a question, and then it would have, you'd have to actually answer it, mm. providing the voice recognition tech was good enough. But you know, it could be pretty cool. I'll speak you a quiz game, Zach. Did you hear the start of the Giant Bombcast, the the last one? No, because I haven't been able to listen to that really. I haven't had okay. time because I can't get on the Mac for that long. Well, um, it starts with um, the news that. Uh, uh, what's it? You don't know Jack is coming back. Oh yes, no details. Oh but... my god! Yeah, <laughs> no joke. But, but probably this time. Well, I don't know. Even if it was the web episodes, they were fine. Yeah, the web. Yeah, they were, were funny, okay. but I think it might come back properly. Imagine that with. But the only be... the only problem is that it, if if it's going to come back, they it won't yeah. be much use to us unless they still manage to do like a UK version. Again. Yeah, because that was by far the best version, wasn't it? The UK. <laughs> Uh, the one UK edition they did of the main quiz game. Well, it was very funny. Because if but... they have a, just like an American version with a bunch of American questions in that we just won't know, I mean, that's sort of funny in its own way when it's like, we don't know what the fuck you're talking about, so we're just going <laughs> to guess random shit. Yeah. <laughs> and have you insult us in turn? It's... <laughs> yeah. For not knowing all these American facts about baseball or whatever it is, or like American products on shelves, isn't it? And stuff like uh, that. Yeah. That we have just no clue about. Yeah. That's good, you know. But we'll see. Maybe they'll have more international versions if they're going to put it out on the. I know that doesn't count because they did put it out on the web and it was totally American, wasn't it? So, yeah, <laughs> yes. It was still cool though. I enjoy it. It's funny. Did you see the uh, tech demo of of the Zelda game? Then anyone? Um, no. Okay. I heard that um, they were doing. I saw the shots of it though. You see, this is okay. where this podcast is going to fail, really, because it's just going to be us theorizing about things we haven't seen. Yeah, um, that's what I, <laughs> well, I can tell, I can tell uh, you about it because I did. Yeah, see it, no, so. I, I saw the the shots about it. How the, I don't like the new art style. No, we should talk about I, the art I instantly style. don't like it because it's just. No. I didn't really get on with. I, I thought the Wind Waker art style was cool, but because it was Me too. because it was dramatically different. It's cool in the sense that it was because it was so far departed. It had its own sense of style. Sure. I didn't really think yeah. it was perhaps it should have you know, existed at all <laughs> in terms of Zelda. But, um, you know... Well, the Wind Waker style. Little, yeah, maybe maybe it shouldn't have been applied to Zelda and maybe to some other game. But um, I don't know. I thought it worked quite well. I mean, the, the reason people are really disappointed is because everyone wanted this massive, epic, next-generation sequel to Ocarina of Time that, were, that was already, like, the most epic game, you know, ever created or whatever. And that was never really going to happen. So instead, yeah, basically, instead of Zelda, yeah, they got Zelda. <laughs> well, they they got a good game, a very different. I mean, I I, I think looking back on it, it, it's more favourable than at the time when all the fanboys were like, 
this is Zelda or whatever. This isn't what we no want. Zelda. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, looking back, it looks it looks really good. And I have to say, I think uh, you know, Wind Waker looks better than the new the new style that's been seen on Skyward Sword so far. I'm not sure it's it's well, obviously yeah, not absolutely. Finished. I don't I don't I don't like the idea that they've applied the toon look and feel to adult Link. Yeah. You know that doesn't work for me. It worked well because it was the whole style of the Wind Waker was you know made in this sort of semi goofy way. You know everything looked a bit dopey, even the enemies and stuff. Nothing really looked yeah. particularly menacing. I guess it all had this sort of casual cartoon feel, and it worked. But applying that visual effect to the adult Link, who look who doesn't look cartoony, who doesn't yeah. you know in, in the way that he's proportioned and stuff, and doesn't look too. Um, you know, goofy and actually can look fairly menacing if he wants to. Um, it just doesn't work. It just screams of what the hell? You tried one thing that people hated, and then, <laughs> or you know, for general disappointment. So you went back to the normal style, but you won't quite let it go. So you'll go for somewhere in the middle that's worse. Yeah, I don't know. It's like they're saying it's sort of supposed to be like a watercolor sort of effect, but I mean, it doesn't even look Do as that good for as a like new a- game. If you want to use yeah. a new art style, why don't you just come up with a new game that suits it rather than Zelda? But it's not even as good as like Akami. I mean, that pulled off that look really well, you know. Yeah. And uh, that's absolutely, PS2 that's game. a beautiful game. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know. But well, the... I guess the important question is: Where is this going to fit into the into the history of Zelda? Is it going to be really after not. Wind Waker? Oh, so it's like it's in the future of Wind Waker. So it gets that art style, but it fades out from the two D towards more realism because it's getting into a, like a <laughs> hardcore story or some shit. Yeah, maybe people it, trying maybe to work it... out the Zelda chronology is just the dumbest thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> it's important. No, it isn't. It isn't. It isn't because it's impossible. <laughs> they quite clearly had no plan at, <laughs> at any point. They didn't have a plan, but then they started making themselves a plan when they started creating backstory within the game, where it's like, well, now this fits in with this other thing. It's like Wind Waker, where it mentions that it's, you know, the world has flooded, and then you go down into the sea, and you come out into the old Hyrule and, like, Hyrule Castle, and it's like, well, that's, obviously, this is in the future, then. That makes sense. (laughs) Yeah, some of them are like that one relative to uh, Ocarina and stuff. I guess they started having a, they started retconning it, didn't they? Because Ocarina of Time was supposed to be the first in the series because the original Legend of Zelda, you were an adult, even though you didn't look like it because you were a little sprite, right? <laughs> but you start yeah. out Ocarina as a child, so that's supposed to be the first one in the series, and then they try <laughs> to sort of fix everything else into the chronology after that. I don't know. It was weird. And then Wind Waker was even better because it was like, oh, there's a million links. There's a new link yeah, but every hundred they years. Start, so. That kind of idea started, they also used that sort of same idea in some of the other previous games as well, to some extent. Not as That's much true. as Wind Waker. Because Wind Waker is like the main thing about Wind Waker, where right at the start it's like, now put on your green costume of the hero, and then, oops, you accidentally became the hero. <laughs> yeah. What a coincidence. So did you see the controls? Because it, it's um, Wii Motion Plus, right? And it's got okay. proper, it's got proper one-to-one uh, control of your sword. Uh, that's the idea. So you can swipe in any direction, mm. and um, which look quite cool. And uh, so, but honestly, how is, much use is that going to be in a Zelda game? Well, <laughs> it's like, it was like you just have to hit the enemies. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, no, you don't. Certain types of, of new puzzle, perhaps. 
Well, exactly. Yeah. So, so every, as you can imagine, like you're saying, Zach, every enemy is designed so you have to swipe it in a certain direction depending on how they're holding their shield or whatever, you know, to, cool. to defeat it. So, for example, the Deku plants are, like have a, you know, they open their mouths sort of horizontally or vertically depending on which way you have to slice them and stuff like that. Mm. Uh, so, and it was quite interesting because it's kind of the first time you've had that kind of one-to-one control of something coupled with um, full 3D movement. Like, in other games where you've had one-to-one control of the sword or the thing, like Wii Sports Resort or whatever, using the Wii Motion Plus, you know, it's always... You, you, you are not navigating a 3D environment at mm. the same time. Do you know what I mean? I suppose, so well, the, the exception to that rule is Red Steel 2. Yeah, exactly, yeah. But in Zelda, you won't actually be navigating a 3D environment at the same time because you'll stop, Z-lock, and then wait for them to do their thing, and then you slash them in the direction. That's yeah. true, but you yeah. don't have to you just hold your shield up and wait, won't you? And then it's yeah. like, now's my chance for stab. It's not really navigating the environment at the same time as such. <laughs> I guess, but like you don't have to be in the Z-lock, which it does feature, of course, to do the swiping well, you know, no. in any direction. So if you, you are kind of awesome, you can still <laughs> just like leg it past them and do the precise swing at the right moment. <laughs> That'd be amazing. Yeah, that would be so cool. <laughs> but, um, and yeah, it had all different, like you can throw bombs by throwing and roll bombs like a bowling ball by rolling them and stuff like that. And it had, um, uh, the, uh, the bow you had to draw like a bow by holding the nunchuck forward and the, you know, the, yeah. the remote back behind your ear and stuff like that. So that that it, stuff it, looks sort of cool. Yeah, the actual from what you're saying, the actual gameplay elements sound good, but I'm I'm a little bit worried, as I say, with the because <laughs> I liked Twilight Princess. I'm not a massive Zelda fan, I'll be honest. Yeah. But Twilight Princess actually got me quite hooked, and uh, right, you know, I finished it, which is <laughs> that's for pretty me, good. It's saying something. Um, yeah, that is. Um, so, so I, you know, I actually finished it and, and liked it, and I liked the art style, and I liked the way it was told, and it was generally pretty damn good. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm scared that this is a step back in terms of narrative and style, right? And that, yeah. that will not drive me to finish the game, regardless of all the gameplay improvements. Yeah, because you know I just what I mean? think I, it's, that yeah. sounds a little shallow, doesn't it, as a gamer? That I'm a little bit in, more interested in the narrative and story and stuff like that. But in a way, it's not like, necessarily. But uh, well, in in a way, I don't it's think like, that sounds shallow. I think I think that's a legitimate concern. Absolutely. Well, it's it's weird because you know gamers it should be all about the gameplay, I guess. But for me, it's like it's it's that hook factor I mention every now and then. It's yeah. Like, the gameplay can be good, but as long as the, if, if there's no nothing pulling me back. For instance, there can be some games like Burnout and stuff where the hook is just the insanity of it all. It doesn't need a narrative or, right. or the hilarity of everything happening crazily. Whereas sort of story-driven games, the hook is the story. Like, I yeah. forgive Mass Effect 2 its shortcomings of combat and things like that because the story is so good. Yeah, it's really good. And just so solid. Hmm. So I'm a little so... worried. I mean, I'm just inter- they showed some I'm of the enemies as well, and they look a bit wind wakery as well, don't they? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not convinced by the art style, and also there've been so many Zelda games that I'm, I'm starting to get to the point where I'm, I just think they shouldn't make any more Zelda for a while. But and I, the fact I, I can't help doing... think Ninty just need new ideas. Yeah, you know, exactly. there was a period when GameCube came out where they came up with some, you know, a couple of original titles. Pikmin is the one that shout that just jumps up into yeah. into my head pretty quickly, and it's like, there we go, an original idea that worked brilliantly. So like, what, what's stopping you, Ninty, now from coming up with some more ideas? Like yeah, they need Chibi to do Robo a bit more was about... one of Ninty's own, wasn't it? Something like that. 
Oh. Didn't really do well over here. Oh <laughs> no. Yeah, but you know, they, they, there was a period of time where they had some really innovative ideas, and that this just seems to have stopped. Like WarioWare was about that time, wasn't it? That they inter- they sort of came up with that concept. <laughs> That's true. The thing about Zelda as well is that it's almost like if they did, they they won't do this, of course, but if they did a full-blown, like, massively epic photorealistic graphics on a high-spec machine Zelda, it would just be weird because it would have to be fully voice-acted, and that doesn't work with Zelda. And, like, all the themes are sort of... I don't know, there's just something about the franchise that doesn't sort of fit with the next generation in in my mind, you know, like the storytelling and yeah, it's just, uh, maybe it's just that. Maybe it's just the fact that everything comes up in text boxes, which looks quite strange now, or I don't know. It just seems like Ocarina just hit it perfectly and that there's never going to be that time again for Zelda for me. I don't know. The uh, The best way of, of, of getting to that is probably by doing something clever and new with the controls. Just like they always come up with something new, don't they? Some new mechanic, yeah. but it's always, it's always Zelda. So I don't know. I know what you mean. It's sort of, uh, I'm, I'm lost for the word here. It's hard to envisage like a, a Hollywoodization of Zelda. Yeah, it wouldn't work, would it? It just wouldn't be Zelda anymore, you know. And that's what get, that's what games are moving towards—more sort of Hollywood. Well, no, not Hollywood, but you know what I mean. In that way, the like really big blockbuster, and yeah, that won't work with Zelda. I don't know. It, it almost seems like Mario is is better suited to like super amazing graphics than Zelda is. Or, <laughs> I don't <laughs> think so. Well, well, as long as they don't make Mario actually look like a plumber from Brooklyn, then it would be <laughs> all right. But well, no, because that with with Mario, you can go full Pixar on it, can't you? They don't have to look real, you know, well, but yeah, they can look amazing. Whereas, yeah. yeah, Zelda has to look sort of real. I don't know. It's weird. Anyway. So yeah. But anyway, you've got the if, even if we don't like that, you've got Ocarina of Time on the 3DS to look forward to. Yeah. So, so you can buy move... it again. Freaking woo. So, <laughs> shall we move on to the 3DS? So yes. Uh, have you seen it then? Have you seen the, the hardware? I guess you have. Yes. It's. What I'm a little think? disappointed. They have said that the initial that the current design is still prototype. Yeah. It's not the final design, which I hope it's not because it is verging on ugly. Hmm. I thought it looked of... a bit thick. Like I don't know, I didn't see that problem. It looked, it looked a bit thicker than the light, but not much. It's a bit wider because it's having to make use of the bigger screen for the 3D stuff, but... Yeah. I don't know, it, it looked a bit sort of haphazard, you know, the way all the buttons went together and all the switches and stuff. It's not a neat-looking device, mm. uh, which the DSi is. You know, it's a nice, smooth-looking contraption. I guess they have a history of going through a couple of hardware iterations to get to... Yeah, sort of I suppose when you look there. back, the original DS wasn't exactly a looker. <laughs> no, and then it came to the DS, yeah, DS, DS Lite, Lite it which is perfect. Problems, basically. And even yeah. like... No, the, the it's G- not perfect. <laughs> well, what's not perfect about the Lite? I hate those buttons, the big, the stupid, mushy DS Lite and DSi buttons. The original DS click buttons were so much more awesome and feedbacky. Goddamn. That's why. Uh, that's why were, I'm but, so really happy that my original DS has lasted all this goddamn time. But they despite were bit, how much I used it. But the old buttons were a bit smaller and a bit harsher on the thumb. Though. They weren't smaller. They were they? probably bigger, if not the same. I don't know. But they were flat. 
Yeah, they were flat. Yeah, but I don't like them sticking all the way they stick, and they're quite loose as well. They don't. Really, they don't actually feel very well made. Yeah, they do seem to have a lot of range. Is the other thing you have to? You can seem to be able to push them quite a long way down. Yeah, that squishiness is. I don't really like that. I always found that annoying. I didn't really find that affected anything at all. <laughs> it might have felt a bit different, but it didn't really have a problem. But what do you think, Zach, of the 3DS from the looks of it? I don't know, because I haven't seen it. So there you go. Uh, I have continue to be incredibly useful for this E3 discussion. Okay. Well, well oh. personally... I like the idea like, that they've put a, an analog stick on it. Yeah, I instantly... The D-pad is lowered and the analog one. stick is up. And it's, I think really? it looks brilliant. I really like it. Yeah, I was just thinking, like, the analog... Uh, I, it was a bit of a surprise when I first saw it, and the analog slider, as they're calling it. I mean, mm. uh, people have had hands-on with it, and they're saying it's great. It's so much better than the PSP nub thing. And it's in the well, right place. That's, and, that's the problem. Uh, and it's the, Nintendo the, not because, doing it. Well, the problem is right. that the, the, the PSP nub was always not because it was a bad idea. It's just because it's in a rubbish location. Yeah. And I think this, this slider thing looks brilliant, and it's in just the right place. And... Um, and I think the 3D effect is really... I think this is the best platform for 3D, in inverted commas. I'm, I'm, what, is, what do we say? Because you work in the industry. What, what do you say to different... I don't suppose it works. It matters because you don't do computer games. But um, what do you say to differentiate 3D graphics, which we've had for years, from mm. 3D display? Do you just... How, how do you mean, sorry, to... I mean, 3D graphics it. as in as in as in a 3D computer game as opposed to an old side scroller, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? And then 3D. So if I say a game is in 3D, yeah, I, and, and oh, I, I, I might be talking about Mario 64, but I might be talking about yeah. But, so, but you yeah. don't. You no longer need to say a game is in 3D because virtually no games are not in 3D any longer. Well, I guess okay. It's yeah. more likely you'd say this game is in 2D because that's actually sort of rare. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I suppose well, if you wanted to be specific, you could refer to it as S3D because that is technically the technique used. It's stereopsis. Ah, uh, okay. So S3D. stereo okay. three dimensional. Because you know, no that's the trick te- they're using. It's not true three-dimensional because it's not real no. or holography. It's stereo that's 3D. Some, that sounds like quite a useful term, actually, S3D. S3D. But, well, yeah, but, we've been using it at work to try and differentiate a little bit. but um, okay. Well, not to differentiate, just to be precise. Right. Okay. You've got to be careful with the terms you use. So it's Exactly. But I think this 3DS, Nintendo 3DS, is the. For, I think it's the perfect uh, uh, platform for... S3D. I'm not convinced by 3D televisions. I think 3D movies are still a bit of a gimmick to make money and avoid piracy, but I think this is going to be great because I think the marriage of 3D, old 3D visuals, like I was just talking about, and uh, this effect is a real enhancer, I think. I'm I'm the other way around. I see it very little being of particular use on a handheld. I think that's a completely pointless addition to it. It's yeah, don't get me wrong, it's cool. It's sort of in the moment, but that's the exactly the problem. It feels like an India just bandwagoning. Whereas home TV cinema in three D, I actually think will happen. I think right. that will happen and it will be here to stay this time because the tech is good enough. This well you time. think with like because we have a three D TV, it, it and with the movies as well, the whole idea of the three D ness of it well, not the whole idea. One of the ideas of the 3D-ness of it was like 
to sort of add immersion or whatever because it's like oh it's 3d whereas if it's on a tiny little screen no matter how much 3d they put into it it's still an incredibly tiny little screen that you're only seeing you know it's only that occupying that small square in your vision rather than like a movie screen or whatever I guess that's true, but it's the fact that it's single person and that you, you, there's none of that angle of vision problem because you can orient the screen exactly to get the right 3D effect because it's right it's, in front of you. They're you still going to have to be careful, though, because um, I suppose they have better possibility of engineering it, but you've got to, and this is, goes for any stereo 3D, you've got to use it right. If you use it wrong, right. um, such as have elements of the HUD that are at the wrong depth, for instance, yeah. or... At force, if they do something that forces your eyes to move about the screen and refocus too much, it will become painful. And, right, yeah. Um, that's, but... And that is a big problem with games. While I see 3D gaming as being a serious thing that's going to happen and probably be the industry driver, to be honest, when it gets good yeah. enough, um, I, the elements of HUD are probably the hardest thing they have to face because the thing that's painful to the eye is reconvergence, the time it takes to focus around the screen and if you're doing that glancing at like ammo counts and things right. like that too often it can get quite painful which is weird I because you don't get that problem in real life when you're driving for instance when you look at the no. dashboard <laughs> and uh um and then look back and so it doesn't happen it only seems to apply to this s3d stuff um right yeah but yeah they've got to be careful because what's I, I can see car sickness becoming an epic problem for kids in the back <laughs> using 3ds's because okay. not only will they have a problem with you know traditional motion sickness they'll be fucking their brain up <laughs> by what tra- attempting to converge on 3d images well it's because the 3d the 3D images and movements in the game won't correlate with the actual physical movements. No. So it'll be double confusion. <laughs> yeah. And they've also... I guess that the could other be con- bad for yeah, car sickness there. Well, yeah. The other interesting thing is, is well, probably the largest demographic of DS users are kids. Um, with, and arguably. There's the large, <laughs> arguably. But, you know, there's the large game base there and there's money to be made in that, in, in that area. Yeah. Um, and 3D just is S3D just isn't suitable for kids. There's, they released a safety announcement already, like so halfway through this week or something, saying, "Yeah, it's not designed for kids." They <laughs> really? Or, or, or <laughs> S3D isn't really appropriate for um, for mm. young children, and it's like that's interesting. Uh, well, that there you go. That's, that's kind of yeah. That's kind of against your target demographic, isn't it? Mm. I but I. I guess with the HUD thing, you, with the DS, you've got that advantage that you can stick that stuff on the other screen, I guess. Yeah, but you're you still mean. having to refocus. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that could be a problem. The, the, but I do, I do like the idea that every single... I mean, it, it's, it's freaking genius, I think. Um, when I first saw it, it seemed so obvious. Just like having the analog nub seemed you know, obvious. Yeah, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't expect it when I saw it. But the fact that you have a slider on the side of the screen and at any point in any game you can adjust the 3D effect to nothing if you want well, that, or anywhere yeah, that, in between. That's, that's brilliant because in that's a, way, a great that's, idea. That, that was required. So for people that yeah. can't... Not everyone can do S3D. There's an interesting yeah. statistic that 10% of people just cannot see S3D yeah. material. Um, right. So in order for everyone to be able to use the device, they need to have this 2D option. But the and, fact uh, that you don't have to go into a menu or anything like that, that at any point yeah, during, that is you nice. can just use it. It's brilliant. Well, that so comes it, down to the same technique that NVIDIA use for their 3D stuff. At the end of the day, if you're creating a 3D world yourself, you have total control on how that's... Uh, on yeah. how the depth effect is rendered. 
So exactly. If, you the, if there's a slider attached directly to how the hardware is doing that effect, then fair play. Problem solved. It's, it's a great idea, I think. And the fact that you can apparently I've heard reports that like all the way up fully three D effect obviously is the, the most full whack three D crazy things moving into your face. But apparently if you move it all the way down to zero and then just edge it up a tiny bit, you get a nice little pop, you know, from the screen mm. that isn't very overwhelming yeah. and apparently that's quite a nice I, I, you know, I've got to be honest with you, that's, that's the bit I'm more scared about, is if they overuse the into-your-face effect. Because that's the one yeah. most people don't get on with. It's a nice gimmick, but it's also the well, one that can break the immersion more than anything else. I don't see how that would even... how You wouldn't be able to go as far as being in your face coming from that small screen, it's, unless it was very central. No, it's actually possible. You could do that. Um, yeah, but yeah, I think unless that's the item was, Yeah, you're right. Unless the item was central, there probably wouldn't be enough disparity to... To get it quite right, but the screens are angled, so you, they 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 could be a trick they're using to get that to work. But the, the scary thing is, is that you don't want if they do do a sticky out effect, they're going to have to be careful that they don't cut the frame. Right, that's yeah, the yeah. worst thing you can do is if you have something sticking out that suddenly goes outside the screen boundary. Yeah, because yeah. your brain goes, "Oh, what's that? Oh, that's not they're, right. Oh, no, they can't do that." But the thing is, I think that popping out thing. Is more of a problem for movies and stuff that are doing it as a gimmick, going towards the audience or whatever, so yeah. in cutscenes and stuff. But in actual gameplay, in a 3D, old 3D environment, uh, you don't often have things flying towards your face, and that's going to be translated in games. Well, I mean, you might get bullets. At. I guess, but they're not going to be like... Rockets. They're not going to be like... Huge <laughs> <things>. <laughs> Only if they're quite free rockets. Lasers. Yeah. If a, if a well, bullet comes yeah, but out... Laser, that will, a laser shouldn't even have a 3D model, really. If that goes you out of your vision, you're not going to worry, are you? Well, no, in are theory, really? no, but, the, you know, like, <laughs> blasters from Star Wars and things. But hopefully you're not focusing on the bullets and you're focusing on your... Oh, well, yeah, true. If, if they go out of frame, it's not so bad, I don't think. Well, that's mm. the other thing. There might, be, there might be a difficulty in complexity as well because, one, uh, obviously, with the ability... With, with, with you focusing on certain objects in, the free, in fake 3D space, a lot of other objects become hard to see. Right. So the, yeah, the complexity of the space has to be reduced in a way, if, especially on the resolutions you're dealing with of the 3DS. They won't be able to do complex environments because with lots of stuff happening, let's put it that way, because just, you just won't be able to deal with it. Do you think there's a possibility that um, some games might get, you might get to a very difficult boss and you, the only way that you be able to beat it was to be to temporarily turn off the 3D effect just to make it easier on yourself. You Possibly. Think? Or, yeah. Mm, I can, I can we'll see that. See. Well, maybe that would just be how the hardcore do it. It's like, oh, the 3D makes it harder. I'll turn that off. Mm, maybe. So, uh, obviously, there's this massive list of games that immediately, um, you know, uh, announced for uh, the 3DS because they've had this in the bag for a while. So, mm. out comes bunch of, you know, remakes and stuff. Star Fox 64, Lilac Wars, straight up in 3D, you know, on the 3DS. Yeah, I mean, nah, to be honest. It's it's nice that they're bringing it back, but I want to see new Star Fox. I don't want to see remakes. Yeah, everyone wants to see new Star Fox. I've noticed Because I they're... can play Star Fox 64, or, you know, Lilac Wars on my Wii, and it will be fine, you know. Oh, that's true, isn't it? Because you've got the Wii yeah, where? Virtual console version. stuff. Oops. Virtual console, um, yeah. There's, there's no need for a remake in my eyes. It's like they're gonna. Ha- I still, I just want a new Star Fox game. Lilac Wars is one of my favourite games of all time, and along with F Zero GX, you know, it's like make another one, damn it. Mm, that's true. Apparently, Stop they're doing on your to sell chaos, and being lazy, though, which is like my favourite 
Splinter Cell game, and apparently they're doing that on the 3DS, which is crazy. How's that going to work? I don't know, but apparently, yeah, in, obviously in 3D and everything. But I was yeah. thinking that this this 3DS for me, it's the first time in a while that I've been instantly kind of. I haven't played it obviously, but it's, I've been instantly sort of converted to sort of a because I thought. I mean, when the DS was first announced, I thought it sounded really dumb. Two screens. I thought that was, you know, just ridiculous. It didn't make any well, sense. Well, I don't know. When, when I was, uh, uh, the initial reaction, yes, but then you thought about the touchscreen element and you're just like, well, mm. actually, yeah, that does make sense because your hand would be smearing over the first screen. You might need some feedback on the other one. Exactly. But it started to make sense. That made, but there's that still made a, sense. The bit that doesn't make sense to the... me, actually. On, on this front, the bit that doesn't make sense to me in the new design is why isn't the screen bigger? They could have filled that top panel um, and had micro speakers like the PSP does or something like that. Yeah. They could have filled that top panel, and that should be capacitive touchscreen like the iPhone. Yeah, well, the bottom screen is now capacitive, isn't it? Or uh, Apparently, uh, you can use your fingers a lot know. better than you can with this. You could, it's still got the stylus, but apparently the fingers work a lot better than they used to. And, well, they, unless it's a special stylus, it can't be a capacitive screen because no, you can't use sense. stilly on iPhone screens and all that. Um, That's true. Yeah, but they, they should have, they, they really should have made that, you know, for the brain training style game, they should have really should have made that, that, that a giant touchscreen so you have that level of interaction. And, that must and be difficult to compete to directly with iPhone. That must be difficult to combine that with a 3D effect. Maybe, maybe, maybe that's the problem. But I, I get yeah. the feeling that they're missing a trick. Well, you still got the touch on the bottom screen, I guess. Like for me, it made yeah, but it's, it's the first time it, it made sense to me to actually have two screens because you've got the big wide screen with the 3D effect and the touch screen, and you wouldn't want 3D on the touch screen because you're trying to touch things on a 2D plane. Uh, yeah, it's true. Like, that makes sense. Yeah, so it's the first time it's like crystallized in my mind, like. Finally, because when the DS came out, it was like, oh, this is a sort of experiment and the Game Boy 3 is on its way, don't worry. And then it was a huge success and the Game Boy 3 sort of... Didn't have quietly. But I think this is it, because this is a hardcore gaming device. If you think about it, it's got a big wide screen and it's got an analog controller, you know? This is the new Game Boy, all these years later, you know? Combined yeah. with the DS. In a sort I, I, of I've got to be honest, I'm not conv- I, I, while I'm not convinced by the 3D, and I'm a little bit disappointed in the actual tech being used, other than the 3D, it's the actual button layout at least says, maybe we'll get some normal games on this thing. Yeah, I mean, a first-person shooter might work. Well, you know, if they could make another Sonic Rush... Well, yeah, but that's the trouble, isn't it? Because, like, the only games that I care ones. about would be Advance Wars and Sonic Rush, neither of which would be any use for 3D. <laughs> I mean, Sonic Rush, maybe that's you could point, have actually. 3D backgrounds in, like, instead of Parallax, it would be actual 3D. That would be cool. But then Advance Wars, totally no reason for that to be in 3D. It was, it was like, even when they made it in 7 on, like, the landscape and everything, mm. I thought that was stupid. <laughs> but you could, you could run Sonic Adventure 2 on that damn thing in 3D. I mean, wouldn't you want that? <laughs> Sold. You know, you know what I mean. With you don't need to play control. Sonic Adventure Two again. No, I don't. But, um, I know, but you don't need to play Sonic Rush again or Advance Wars either necessarily. <laughs> I tell you what, I've been I've been thinking like some of the things that came out. Like we we knew uh, last week that they were planning on bringing Dreamcast titles to Xbox. Yeah, and uh, like true. the Dreamcast marketplace essentially, um, with a series of games like that. I was playing um, 
uh, Sonic and Sega All-Stars Racing a bit more. And I couldn't help but think, holy crap, does this mean they could bring back Choo Choo Rocket? <laughs> I freaking love that game. <laughs> that would be good. It was genius. It was the problem. The only problem Choo Choo Rocket had is that it was miles ahead of its time, and the fact that it was trying to make use of the Dreamcast's 27k BPS modem <laughs> and, uh, for for an online orientated game, and it's like, yeah, that's not going to work, uh, and it didn't. Um, <laughs> but in the modern day world, that was brilliant. You could bring that back, uh, bring back the puzzle mode of the like 300 odd puzzles that the uh, GBA version had, and. Uh, <laughs> I always thought I, I, it would I make see that sense. Again. Wouldn't it Come make sense to? Because what did you do? You selected a tile and then you pressed a direction to to set the. Is that right? Yeah, that was you moved the cursor where you were, and the face buttons referred to a, a direction. Yeah, that's so, right. Uh, and then so you put down a uh, a tile that pointed in a certain way, and then anything that touched it would then move that direction. I'm just thinking, wouldn't it be cool to have that with a touch screen where you 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 press down. And then you drag in the direction you want. And then swipe. Yeah, swipe. So you swipe. If implemented correctly, yeah, look. Um, I mean, that could work on iPhone, that could work on DS. You know, that might be quite good. Why the hell not? Yeah. Here's a question for for someone who's been paying attention more to E3, because I've just remembered. Hmm. Did they actually show anything or say anything about any more about Golden Sun 3? Yeah, they did. It was mentioned. It was mentioned. Yeah, like they you, said. To... Yes, we're still making this. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> definitely... No, okay. there was a trailer and some. There's some stuff. Oh, I haven't. I haven't looked at it. But well, there yeah, was there was like a really short mini trailer, like last E3. Was it last E3 or was it another conference? Oh, I can't remember. But there was definitely was a miniature definitely... trailer. It was definitely at E3, I think, Golden Sun Three or whatever. So good for that. Good for you then, Zach. Yes, hopefully. Dark Dawn. <laughs> that is a terrible name. <laughs> Golden Sun, Dark Dawn. What were the other subtitles? <laughs> Sun's not that golden anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, I, I guess, it, I mean, if it follows on from the end of Golden Sun 2, that would sort of maybe make sense. Even though they've said, pretty much said at this point that although it does theoretically follow on from the end of Golden Sun 2, it's not really from the end. It's like the next generation. It's like this is the children of the people who, you know, your squad from the end of Golden Sun 2. This is their children. So obviously the world wasn't that much in danger. <laughs> what was the I mean, subtitle you... of Golden Sun 2 then? That's what I'm trying to remember. Yeah, I think Sons it was something of the Sun. Sons of the Sun. <laughs> that would actually be kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, that would be quite Sun good. Sun <laughs> Oh, I can't remember. Oh dear. You can't even look it up because he hasn't got his PC. I can. Yeah, that's Rob, Rob good. Internet guru, hey. <laughs> so, so Zach, have your PC components arrived yet? No, it's not going to be components. It's a full PC. The Lost Age. Oh, well, that's incredibly unimaginative then. It was an age. Lost Age. That was Are you a, sure that's Golden Sun Two though, and not just the first one? No, but <laughs> there's Golden Sun One. You there's a picture of it. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, that 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 is the second one. Yeah, yeah. Lost Age is the second one. I don't know if the first one had a subtitle, but it might have done. Why are so, you scrolling through the wiki page? I don't know. <laughs> that one there. No further left. Okay, enough of this. This one. Podcast, trying to work out what the name of this damn oh, game is. Oh, On the basis of <laughs> it being we a up name. Name. No, it's just Golden Sun. Oh, it is. Okay. Oh, God, so. Which makes sense. Thank God they didn't put a subtitle in the 
first game of the series. Unlike fucking split but, second. But when they were making this one, they knew that there was going to be a second one. Yeah, but you What's know, the split second? I don't like them making it? subtitles for games that are the first of their kind. <laughs> just on the off chance that they... You know, it seems it just reeks of co- overconfidence, doesn't it? Yeah, but it? it wouldn't have done that. Because it, it was going to be a sequel. <laughs> well, not if it fails. What's the split second one? But it was only like half the second. story. <laughs> it might still have failed. It might not have sold and they've not got funding. Um, yeah, split, split second heads. is labelled velocity for no reason at all. What? Split second velocity? I yeah. thought it was some some dumb thing based on the TV series premise. Like, I don't know. Oh no, yeah. no that, might, that might be the tagline. Like, it's split second the show. <laughs> split second on TV. <laughs> that would be really bad <laughs> on TV. <laughs> Because yeah. obviously you call your TV show something on TV, on TV. <laughs> not on TV. <laughs> Robert Wars on, on TV. TV. <laughs> Football <laughs> on TV. Did you guys see the uh, Criterion's first Need for Speed title? Uh, oh no! E3. Guess what it's I called. For- I forgot they were working on that. Need for Speed Burnout, isn't it? No, it's worse than that. It's need literally revenge. Burnout, <laughs> the need for speed. It's literally called, uh, and apparently there's no game being called this before. It's literally called Need for Speed need Hot Pursuit. There you go. What? Need for Speed That's Hot Pursuit. Done. No, it hasn't. That was Need for Speed Three co- hot colon pursuit. Hot Pursuit. Yeah. <laughs> so right. this is now. So this new pursuit is it? Is it any hotter? <laughs> I don't is know. It, is it, it like pretty... bikini-clad women hanging out of your cop car? I don't know. It looked fairly warm. I don't know. It looked like Burnout, <laughs> except sort of, yeah, a combination of the old Need for Speed Hot Pursuit. Like, I don't know. I wasn't sure about it. I mean, it looked good enough and stuff, but it was like, it was the usual, like, two-player split screen they were playing, and they're like, chase, you know, one of them is chasing, and the other one is running away or whatever. And it didn't seem very obvious how the guy running away could actually win. I presume you have to, like, get far enough away, and then a timer will count down or something. Unless it was like Chase HQ, where you just have to dodge being rammed at the bum. It was effectively Chase HQ. I mean, at at one point, he just turned around and started going backwards, because that was the best way to, like, lose him. And (laughs) I don't know. It just evolved. He just got stuck in a corner and, like... I don't know. It did not look that Broke good, I have to say. Yeah, but um, you know, you know, they've got a good pedigree, so maybe they'll pull something out of it. But um, yeah, I wasn't so Unless sure. Unless they've been EA'd within an inch of their life. I don't know. They've been with EA for a long time, though, and EA are nowhere near as bad as they used to be. Activists. Well, it's more like if EA. the Need for Speed has survived. Because like true. Need for Speed was the shittier brand out of Need for Speed Burnout, and then EA were like, "Let's just smash these together." <laughs> oh yeah, Need for Speed has branched out though, hasn't it? There's there's several variants of it. Like there was the Need for Speed Shift, which yeah. was their attempt at making realistic racing, which I yeah. didn't like. There was no. they went for the extreme arcade route on the Wii with like yeah. Need for Speed Graffiti or something, whatever it's called, where you. Uh, tag the town in your colours or something if you're in the lead. You know, it's a completely pointless gimmick, but hell. Uh, and apparently that wasn't that bad, apparently. It's just nothing special. Um, mm. uh, yeah, and now, and now this. It's like, I don't really have the need for that much speed. <laughs> it's, 
It's like they don't have any control over what's going on with that franchise anymore. It really no. needs to settle down. I guess this is the way to do it. This does look like a Need for Speed game in the vein of the old ones in a way, but with a bit of Burnout Magic added, which I guess is the best you could hope for, really. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I mean, Just make another I, Burnout. That would have been easier. Yeah, exactly. yeah, that would have been easier. It didn't need mashing into Need for Speed. I guess Need for Speed had that sort of underground thing where you like pimped out your cars and it all looked really neon and weird, like you were yeah. some kind of Gary boy in LA. <laughs> and lots of all gangster rap. Radar. Yeah, all that rubbish, but uh, I don't know. The actual Get gameplay low. wasn't very good. Get low. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't you have the demo of that or something and you had a pimped out ride or whatever on the PC what, years sorry? ago? Need for Speed Underground? I actually like had that. the game, I think. Yeah, that's right. In some form. Mm. I think I borrowed it up for mate. Yeah. <laughs> right. Mm. It was alright. Yeah. Yeah. It had interesting things. The actual shift, you know, the gear shift drag racing challenges were quite interesting in a strange way. Yeah. In the fact that you only had to drive forwards and change lane and get your shifting right. It was, it was like a little mini game, but weirdly it was one of the better bits of the game. But... What was that game where the, it, the wasn't it flat out or something where like the mini games were the fun bit because you had to like crash yeah, yeah, your car yeah. and chuck your bloke guy flowing. over a stadium. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, bloke chucking with the uh, yeah. the uh, windscreen long jump. That's right. But the, that was really hard. Jump. I had the actual races were quite difficult, weren't they? So, yeah, yeah. No, it was pretty tough because you took damage yeah. as you went around and. Uh, uh, gradually would screw up and eventually die. Well, it, Although, was, it was because of the system that they had where in order to like get boost or whatever, you had to damage the scenery, but damaging the scenery fucked your car up really badly. <laughs> so you couldn't really actually do it in order to get boost. Mm. Yeah, it was a bit counterproductive. Hitting bits of the scenery would slow you down enough to make the boost not worthwhile. Yeah, and uh, damage your car to make you slower overall as well. I think, did it? I can't no. remember when it Although it was great fun when we got a, um, when I was in Southampton mm-hmm. once for a uh, land party, and um, we had, uh, this this centre happened to have flat out too, so we all loaded it up for a laugh to see what it was like. Turned on hella damage mode, meaning the cars were really vulnerable, mm-hmm. and see who could just make it to the end of a race. <laughs> it was actually really good fun. That sounds like fun, actually, yeah. Mm. Little meta games. That's always fun, creating your own games, like we had in We'll be able to recreate it, I guess, with the Perfect Dark reissue on Xbox Live Arcade, but the old Fist Sin thing. Oh, yeah, that Providing right. they still thing? keep that, they better not... Yeah, as far as I can tell, all, all of the customization is still there. Um, so what was the yeah. game mode? We, we had, um, yeah, everyone was Fist Sins, right? So they, they didn't have guns, or they didn't pick up guns, they just they just attacked with melee, right? Yeah. And it was a instant kill, license to kill. What was it called in Perfect? It's probably something I think it's just dumb. called One Shot Kills. But... One Shot Kills, yeah. And then we had one of them on a harder difficulty, didn't we? That was the real fist in. <laughs> yeah, there'd be one set on super difficult, wearing a white dinner suit. That's right. <laughs> the real fist And we made him, who always seemed to be slightly taller than everyone as well, so you could see him coming. <laughs> and, the... and, and everyone was just armed with all variations of the, of the pistol, like silence. Yeah. And... So you yeah. had to one-shot kill all the dudes coming at you before they managed to get at you. Because the worst thing yeah. was as well, because they had some weird programming where they'd always try and disarm you first, even though That's it was right. like one-shot kill. So you'd get a warning hit if you were wielding yeah. a pistol because they'd try and disarm you. So you'd drop your gun and the screen would all go blurry and you'd be like, oh crap, oh crap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Next hit them. would kill you. <laughs> oh, that was fun. Although you could always fight back with fists if you were feeling, feeling fruity. 
<laughs> You'd have to be very lucky because they were quite quiet, weren't they? You couldn't hear them coming up at you, especially. Well, no, no one had any in. walking noises. No, so it was like uh, they could easily come up behind you, and you had no field of vision because you, it was like four player stretch game on an old four by three TV, wasn't it? Basically, mm. so yeah, that was great. <laughs> Good times. <laughs> that might be worth redoing at some point, and the what we called fart sight as well. Just because you know we were childish and thought that was a funny <laughs> name for a game, uh, based on the far sight weapon. Um, yeah, which just like it, it was basically a team of fist sims again, wasn't it? But we had far sights, um, so you, which is even worse because then you're zoomed in, looking in X-ray oh, yeah. through through all the things that people from the far. Uh, and then occasionally you'd, 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 you'd be staring through this the scope for ages, and then you'd get punched, <laughs> and it's like, oh crap. <laughs> yeah, because you'd have that warning punch and you couldn't see anything very well after that point, but you could react. And it was like, ah! <laughs> yeah, awesome. And Task Force games, where it was just us versus, um, I think it was pretty much normal settings, but we just set all the bots to be on the same enemy team against us. So you'd get chased yeah. by this giant mound of people. Yeah. I don't know, I think that was still Fissives, because the Fissives formed Task Forces sometimes. Yeah. No, there was a specific them. game for it, but I can't remember how we used to the specifics of it. It was weapon based, though. So uh, back to E3 for a bit, shall we? Um, yeah, yeah, you we seen anything about about Halo Reach? You see the single player gameplay? No, I haven't watched that yet. Oh man, it looked good. I have to say, it looked like Halo, which um, it looked <laughs> specifically, as you can imagine, it, it looked like because it's a prequel. It, it was m- more harking back to the original game, but with really good graphics, like much better than Halo 3. Um, I, I'm really excited by it, actually. I wasn't sure because about the direction Halo's been going, you know, in, with 2 and 3. Kind of changed a lot from the first for me. But mm. I don't know, it, it did look good. Uh, it, had, it had the old-style dropships, you know, really? the two prongs rather than the phantom thing. What are they called? The, the newer ones? Uh, yeah, Phantoms, you're right. Phantoms, yeah. I never really liked those. So, yeah, and uh, had the uh, epic scale and stuff, and you were fighting with a team of Spartans, and they were doing the, um, what's it, the uh, armor moves from the multiplayer. What's it called? You know, where uh, you can lock yeah, the yeah, armor. No, and... the, yeah, just the armor abilities. Yeah. Armor abilities in the single, they, they were doing that and blowing up, you know, so a ghost was coming to warn them and were flipping over it. And then at the end, the surprise. Do you know it? Do you know the surprise? No. Surprise me. The surprise is, at the end of the level, he gets into a spaceship, he blasts off into space in a fighter, and there's space combat. Wow. Okay. Yep. In a Halo Crazy. game, space combat. It looked sort of like Rogue Squadron, except really pretty, I guess. Yeah. Or Rogue Squadron any too. sense. <laughs> what in Halo? You're in a in long, the Halo long... universe. When when is there when has there ever been fighter combat? It's always capital ships. They just like sit somewhere miles away and shoot each other. No, there were fighters in the what are they called the long swords or whatever. You see them. Yeah, that's they're what... in the ship, but <laughs> when did they ever get used? Well, we're about to find out, aren't we? Because Reach is being attacked by the Covenant, so we'll, we're going to see, aren't we? So, but that, you know... that kind of infers that the Covenant have some kind of weird fighter craft as well. Probably I think banshees. they do. I don't know if they were banshees. Banshees would be way too slow in space. Though. And your feet are hanging out the back. So yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> not very atmospheric. 
Cable. Yeah, I think they had new space fighters and they, they, you could fight them, you know, in your long sword or whatever it was. And it did look really cool. And it was quite a smooth transition because he just got in a spaceship and it just it blasted off into space. And then he was up there, you know, <laughs> that, shooting dudes in the face. That's going to seem space. pretty weird. That's going to seem pretty weird if they don't, it's like, you know, it's just like that just seems like some kind of weird instant cut in the storyline where it's like, and now go into space. <laughs> That's true. Norm- I don't know. Normally, like in between the missions and stuff in Halo, you get like a pelican or whatever, and it takes you to the new area that you have to yeah. fight in. But this, mm. in this one, it's like, well, I could just fly over there to this new place where the next on foot bit is, but I think I'll go into space for a while. <laughs> <laughs> well, it had a whole sequence for lifting off and stuff, you know, with the um, first stage separation and all that looked pretty cool. But uh, that was just a what, sequence, so it, you know. So it actually has like. It actually requires rockets and shit. To yeah, get space. required rockets. To well, get that makes space. even less sense. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's true, but at least I don't know. It looked cool. It doesn't really make sense because the pelicans could fly from into space. Into space, <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. we know that from the last game. Or maybe they were just dropships. Maybe they could only go down and could never get back up unless the capital ship came and landed like it did in Halo Three. That's really. But then, boring. how did Master? Didn't Master Chief escape on a pelican? No, he got. No, he used the longbow. He used, yeah, he Things used the fighter, did. didn't he? Yeah, but then he didn't need because he went back to the Her- rocket, Hammer Dawn thing, and then yeah, he did. But then again, that yeah. that was off a of Halo, so maybe yeah. like lower gravity or whatever. Yeah, you don't need the escape velocity, do you? Because all you'd need to do is fall off the edge of it, and you'd automatically have. Uh, <laughs> Not that that makes of, any sense. Lot of velocity, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, that looked pretty cool. So I'm quite excited for Halo Reach uh, single player. Hmm. Well, I'm hoping they they because we always play it in co-op. Though this is the big thing for us. I hope they sort of make because um, they've they've never really made much of an effort to sort of aim towards it. But I suppose maybe because it, it didn't make sense before because you're always the yeah. single protagonist. But now perhaps there's a more of an emphasis on perhaps adding co-op elements, and that would be nice to see. Yeah, it would certainly make more sense, wouldn't it, now that you're in a team of Spartans to, you know, because I guess with Halo 3 you have the kind of the Arbiter and then the other elite guys, but mm. I don't know. It was, it, was, it was good that they tried to integrate the co-op into the story, but it was never completely successful, I didn't think. Like, I don't know. Especially if, like, if you play it with four players or whatever, then you're going through to save, finish the fight and save humanity, and you're... The three quarters of you are, are aliens who were your enemies yeah, at the start. Yeah. You know, it's a bit dumb, but I don't know. I guess you couldn't well, have that, any humans. At that point, that yeah. I don't know, obviously there... at that point they're friendly. Yeah. Well, I know they're friendly, but I'm just saying it's it's, it's pretty dumb. Really. But um, yeah, I think it's looking good. And I like that it's harking back a bit to the first game. I think that was my, my favourite for Halo games for single player. Mm. Yeah, you're probably right. I, I, I still think it'll be good because I've enjoyed all of them, but it's... Uh... Yeah, so I am looking forward to it still. And as I say, that as we mentioned before, the multiplayer is shaping up to be pretty sweet. Um, the the <laughs> was it the, the interesting thing is that they uh, that they've added firefights going to be back, but they've made it so it's customizable and stuff now. Yeah, that's um, right. Something so like you that. can so you can have your own style firefight, which could be interesting. <laughs> I mean, Might make some the, of the score targets easier. Well, they need to make the score but, targets lower. <laughs> yeah. They need to make it so it doesn't take like two and a half hours to actually reach the achievement score. Because <laughs> that's pretty ridiculous. Hmm. They probably won't do achievements for it, will they? It'll be 
based on the main multiplayer, I guess. But the other this thing is they looking said was like that a full blown though, isn't it? Full blown Halo game. Like I, I wasn't sure what to expect when they announced it. The people didn't even know it was going to be an FPS. But we're looking, at, from what I can tell, from looking at the single player and this whole multiplayer, it looks like it might as well be Halo Four, just without Master Chief. I mean, it looks the yeah. graphics look great. I mean, well, we don't know. Really... Maybe maybe it will be have Master Chief in it. You know, yeah, <laughs> maybe, maybe he escaped from Reach. We don't really know. Or mm. I, I can't remember if we know. Oh, he does obviously. Well, well, he's in cryo storage on the um on the ship, isn't yeah. he? Yeah. So What's we don't know where he came Pillar from Autumn. before that. Yeah, we don't know if he was uh, active on Reach before. It'd be a bit odd to like put him in cryo sleep just for like a ten minute trip to like because they were just jumping, weren't they? Into if you know the story, they were just jumping to escape Reach, weren't they? The fall of Reach into blindly no. and they didn't even know they were going to halo or anywhere they were just jumping blindly to get away from the enemy who then promptly followed them yeah but um so the fact that everyone on the ship is awake and and uh, master chief is the only one in cryo sleep would kind of suggest he was in kind of long-term storage just in case yeah. it was needed yeah maybe they, yeah maybe they didn't think reach was uh, you know worth saving so they just kept him in cryo sleep i think it's more likely that probably He's going to be in cryosleep in a facility somewhere in Reach, and then part of Reach's storyline will be have you have to like launch him onto the Pillar of Awesome or something. Yeah, <laughs> probably something like that. It'll just be a bit of cargo that you have to like move onto. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You have to or maybe save him. Yeah, yeah, probably. I wouldn't be surprised if that was part of the storyline. A bit like um, you know, all the Half Life add-ons after the first one, where everyone's you know trying to help. Everyone always ends up seeing Gordon Freeman from some angle, you know, like in Blue Shift and Opposing Force. You always see him at the last second jumping into a portal or something. Hmm. <laughs> or you see, him, you see him go by, don't you, at the start of Blue Shift on the uh, on the train as you're trying because you're the guard trying to get in the door who's knocking on the door hmm. next to the yes. side of the tracks. So yeah, so that's Halo Reach. Oh, uh, Call of Duty. Call of Duty, Black Ops. Call of so Duty. This is, so this is the Treyarch. Um, yeah. I've got to say, it didn't did look too. too bad, but it, it, it's obvious just another one of Treyarch's casual rip-off modern warfare engines. Mm. But it's, right. the, the, the HUD and everything was just taken straight out of modern warfare too. And yeah. The one thing I was impressed by is they they have made sort of outdoor foliage look quite nice. Yeah. I agree. Which... I thought it looked really pretty, like the, mm. the foliage and stuff, because they've obviously got some Vietnam missions in there and stuff. Mm. And to to evoke that, you really need good, nice foliage and and jungle look. Mm. And it, it looked pretty good from that. I mean, obviously they are they are using the the tech, but um, from Infinity War. But that just sure. gives them uh, the opportunity to make a good game. Which it looks like they're uh, perhaps a bit, they've been let off the leash a little bit by the yeah. sounds of it. You know that they, you know, before it was it was obvious that you know they've been almost uh, forced into doing more World War Two because it's like, well, that's a safe bet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And now it's sort of like, well, okay, do what you want. And although, again, it seems for a Call of Duty game. Perhaps it shouldn't have been anything to do with Call of Duty because it's more like it should be in the modern warfare franchise. Yeah, you know, because they're like moving away war- from World War Two again, and it's like, well, give it a new name. It almost should be modern warfare Black Ops, shouldn't it? Yeah. Does that? I don't know. It's really weird the naming now of modern so, warfare. Well, it's not really modern because it's set in the past still, but maybe it's 
middle oh, guess, warfare. Yeah. <laughs> middle warfare. Aging warfare. <laughs> but have you seen the um, vehicles, the helicopter sequence? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Although you are oh. only the gunner in that. Right, flying. okay. Oh, is that so? Oh, that's yeah. not quite so impressive then. Because <laughs> that would be cool if you could fly the helicopter around. But obviously then you could go anywhere. It wouldn't really work. Yeah. No, it's, it's obvious. Yeah. Well, you're sitting in the gunner seat, aren't you? Oh, yeah, because you're sitting... Oh, are you? The... Yeah, because well, the top know. Who one flies is the... it? Is it the guy at the front or the guy at the back? The guy at the front is the gunner. Oh, yeah. So maybe you are in the flight seat. I think maybe you can fly it. I don't know. I... Hmm, it's hard to tell. It'd be really It'd be cool, cool if it, it is. Fly. Yeah, yeah, I think it... I think it might be that cool. I think you might be able to fly the thing. And like explosions and stuff look good. And um, I don't know. I'm quite because I, I haven't I kind of decided not to get Modern Warfare 2. But I might, if this gets, you know, good reviews, then I might think about it for Black Ops. You know, I don't know. Treyarch yeah, really needs to know. pull one out, though. Because they, they, they haven't really. I mean, Call of Duty, what have they done? Call of Duty 3 was not very well thought of. And then. World at War is only well, that was, really it wasn't exactly for. yeah it wasn't exactly then, being sort of it wasn't panned was it they thought it was good but it's just nothing no was the problem yeah yeah I mean apart from zombie Nazis zombie Nazis that's what it's remembered for you know so I don't know I'm hoping this will do a bit more, do a bit more at least it's got the opportunity to jump around in setting a little bit so mm. you've got the Vietnam stuff but you've also got other you know you could do just set pieces from cool you know, parts of history. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I've got to say, I'm becoming a bit disillusioned with it because, you know, the more I think about modern warfare, the more I don't like it. Mm. It's, uh, yeah. and it's, it, they're, they're, they're okay technical games, but I just don't think they're actually much in the way of a game some of the time. Yeah. It's like, it's just, especially on the harder difficulty levels, it's too much of a random factor. I'm, I'm inclined to agree with you on that. Those, yeah. No, they lose I saw, their fun. I saw a bit of footage of Rage, which is still in the works. Yeah. From Id. It just looks like Id is such a weird... It's like, since 1998, they've never, um, they've never learned the lessons of Half-Life, you know? I mean, mm. or it seems to me. They're, just, they're in a world where they've made Quake and then, you know, Quake 2, and they're still in that mold almost, and it's, it's, it's you know, over 10 years later, just... Look around you, you know. Look at Call, Call of Duty, even, you know, because mm. like they, it looks good graphically, and but they he was just like shooting dudes and driving around a bit and shooting more dudes. It was nothing that like convinced me that I don't know they've grown up in terms of yeah. the game design along with the technology. They obviously they push the technology, but they're just not there. With well, the, it's like a weird one, like, in the sense that you know they have some very clever guys, and some of the tech that they've come up with you know, fairly recently, has been quite impressive, but not yeah. used. In the sense yeah, they that, go you know, on many, and on not about many things licensed thing. the, Yeah, not many things licensed the Quake engine or the uh, improved Quake engine when they added the... Uh, what, well, it was Doom 3, wasn't it? The Doom 3 engine with mega textures. And, yeah, yeah they, they, 4 or whatever. Yeah, they, did, they didn't really capitalise on that for some reason. I suppose because Unreal Engine was still taking over. But it's I find it weird that they haven't made money out of technology let alone even if their games have suffered yeah it's odd that their um you know their engines aren't make because unreal seems to power everything now because i thought source was going to power a few things because it, it, it wasn't just valve games i mean they they when it first came when half-life 2 first came out they 
had a couple of games that were source based that were not them. That that they but that hasn't carried on. So it's everything is just built in Unreal now, isn't it? And or if it's if it's a you know yeah. bought in engine. I guess Source has the problem. Of, well, I was about to say Source has the problem that anything made in Source would feel like Source, but then again, Unreal Engine has that yeah. issue. But then again, we have used it and we've seen it in quite a lot of diverse projects, haven't we? From from oh, Mass yeah. Effect up to Batman. And, yeah, uh, Batman. Yeah, all kinds of stuff powered by that. Hmm, it's interesting. Blog. So, yeah. Yeah, it's probably going to be another colossal blog for id. Mm, indeed, I'm not. Meanwhile, Valve. Speaking of Valve, Portal Two. <laughs> Did you that was one thing I have actually seen. Okay. <laughs> I can't be honest. I was a bit disappointed with all those rumours saying that the whole Portal Two thing might have been a ruse, and that it that was, was actually like going to turn up in Half Life Episode Three or something. And it's like I was a bit disappointed when that was like, no, it's just Portal Two. So yeah, the surprise thing is really done. <laughs> well, you never know. It might have been cool. It would have been an interesting turnaround in well, they, terms of marketing. I mean, they do keep saying that they want to link these two worlds together somehow, if that mm. ever actually happens. I think it's going to be harder to do that now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, now that you've moved yeah. the plot of Force Because now it's inferring... Because the whole... It looked like from the end of Portal originally that it's like... Oh, she's going to escape with the portal gun, and then they'll probably just meet up with Gordon Freeman on that boat. <laughs> but now, now she obviously gets recaptured because they changed the ending of Portal One, and yeah. you end up in this other portal facility somewhere. No, it's the same one. It's just it's just thousands of years later, or hundreds of years later. Well, it's all that won't make any sense, though. It can't be the same one. It, well, it visually can't be the same one because all of those different like the pistons and shit that move stuff around, they're all clearly different. Right, okay. I don't know about the location chat. I know it's changed in terms of the time, hasn't it? It's obviously got a lot because everything's really overgrown. I'm not overgrown. convinced about the time either. Do you think it's a, di- a, a different a lab that's old in a different place then at the same time? Yeah, I just, think it's, I just think it's not very... I think it's going to be at least very similar time, if not exactly the same time, and just in a different place that hasn't, right. you know, has sort of fallen into disrepair, rather so than the yeah. one that you were in originally, where it's like, this one's still operating. Because mm. that's not the way I understood it at all. I, I thought it they, was, uh, you know, the original They hinted that facility. some time has passed, haven't they? Because of the, the sort of lead-up to what GLaDOS is saying and stuff. It's like, I've been busy being, you know, dead. And, <laughs> you know, that yeah. might have been like, that might have been a copy of her or something. You don't really know. That's the problem. Hmm. But what uh, if you heard anything about the actual game mechanics? Not no. really. It just looks like it. Uh, I'm sort of worried from from the sort of preview video they show where they it shows a lot more of like the walls moving and stuff and shifting around. Yeah. I mean, ob- obviously, it did that a bit in the original portal to like adjust where you know adjust the puzzles. Yeah. But with all that shit moving around, I'm getting worried that it's going to turn into a bit of, you know, the old crushing you <laughs> maneuvers, where it's like you're going to be constantly dying because you've accidentally stood in the wrong place. <laughs> mm. Yeah. I, I, th- I mean, they're not done, though, are they? I think they know what made Portal good. So they've got to, because f- it's got to be about figuring out the puzzle before you get, like, crushed over and over again, well, hasn't it? I mean, but the, the, the original Portal didn't really have any puzzles very much that had time limits. That's the thing that they definitely need to avoid, putting in any kind that's of time true. limiting. Yeah. I think they might know that, though. You know? Yeah, I hope so. 
I mean, uh, so the mechanics I've heard of, I've seen a little bit of the goo, which looked really interesting, which is like, it's like paint. So it comes out of a funnel or something, and then you can send it through portals, so you can, and then it, it paints over a surface in the color of the goo, like orange, for example. And depending on the color, it, it changes the properties of the surface. So you can have ones that make you skid really fast along it, which helps with the mm-hmm. momentum. So, and ones that are really bouncy, like blue is bouncy, I think. So you'll bounce higher if you hit, instead of just hitting the ground, you'll bounce or something on the blue surface. So you have to paint the right areas of the level the right color and then combine it mm. with the with the portals. And there's various other, like, it seemed like they've got a lot of new I- uh, ideas and stuff. And uh, it's the combination, that's the thing. It's not going to be like, um, oh, this is this new mechanic, now solve a problem with a new mechanic. It's going to be that always going to come back to the portals, isn't it? Because that's yeah. going to be the key to everything, obviously. That's the name of the game. But just well, the, little... the, the, the interesting thing with all this is that Valve said the first game... You know the, the the reason why people like it was because of it surprised you, exactly. Especially with the the whole second half of the game, you know, it's just like oh, oh, okay, right, <laughs> yeah. You know, and that's why people like it. And it's a uh, they've they've sort of explicitly said, well, this time we're we're going to have to surprise you again, yeah. which <laughs> and, is good. Uh, yeah, that's exactly so what they we, said. We know all this stuff, but there's going to be something more to it. Absolutely, there will be. And but that's uh, the trouble. With, like, can you just imagine what they're going to do this time? Like it's they, gonna be crazy. My brain is gonna melt when I get to the latest stage of the Portal Two. <laughs> but uh, can it really be that complicated? It's like there's only so many things you can do with directing things through portals. <laughs> well, I don't know. It can get. I mean, I was surprised how complicated that portal. If you think about it, like if you were just presented with one of those puzzles at the end of the game without having all the training of going through the previous puzzles, you might have got really confused. You know. No, I'd say the ones at the end of the game are almost easier because there's less places yeah. you can shoot portals to. <laughs> okay, not not I don't know. You know, the height of the complexity, I guess, of Portal One. Like, like it could, the last it, the last test chamber was pretty yeah. tricky, really. I mean yeah, there, for example. It was it was very weird that last segment. Is that the one with all the uh the turrets on like platforms? Uh no, no it's that, not very that's, descriptive. That's quite is it? early, really. Yeah, okay. But the turrets on platform wasn't very difficult once you no because once you just saw that you just had to knock them off the platforms. The advanced version of that test chamber was a bastard, <laughs> right? Where yeah. the tur- all the turrets on the platforms were in cages, so you couldn't knock them off. <laughs> oh god! <laughs> oh dear! Oh, the, the advanced versions of Portal Two are going to keep us going for a while. <laughs> Can you imagine? I don't know. I wonder if they could add. Imagine co-op Portal. Think about that. You know, or, or like where you don't have control of both ends of the portal. Or that, no, or, you've broken it. What do you mean? No one would have noticed. <laughs> Dan was talking. The uh, fact that the uh, Chinese string instrument played just then. <laughs> well, uh, no one would have what noticed have that done? at all. Nothing. <laughs> How come I can't hear that any longer? Oh, you've disconnected me. Oh, well, that's oh, quite serious. Is that, is that what's happened? That okay. why I can only no longer hear Dan. Um, this might be a, quite a dramatic technical issue, actually. Is this major? Oh, wait, wait, I heard a click. Hello, speak, Dan, hello. speak. I am talking, I'm talking. This is no, our technical issues in the oh, middle of fine. our sidecast here. 
we're having but, a problem here. But, uh, but we may have to cut short. Fuckity fuck. Wiggle that bit. <laughs> Wiggle it. I think it's the cable on the back of the uh, headset is busted. Okay. Are we going to have to shut this down then? No, we can just talk about Zag because he won't hear anything we're saying until he plays it back. Yeah, this is going to be real <laughs> helpful. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's like, oh, well, that, that, that's that person. Oh, well, this is all falling apart as well. What the bloody hell? This was like the only bit of the podcast. What? <laughs> this is like the only bit of the E3 that I could actually talk about. Talk about it then. We'll just, just talk. <laughs> well, but now I don't know what to say because I didn't, you know, I only saw that video. <laughs> so, so I haven't exactly got much info to go on. A Portal 2? Oh, of course. You can't hear what I'm saying. <laughs> so, this is helpful. Oh, dear. Okay. You guys uh, um, just pretend to talk to each other for a bit. <laughs> oh, this would be real good. Um, oh, wait. I can take Rob's headphones. That will help. Hold on. Hello. Oh, except the cable's not quite long enough. Now I can hear you, Dan, probably. Uh, hi. Hi, Zach. Okay. Hello. Um, and I'm having yes, to lean close to the microphone, so this is going to probably be loud. I'll talk quieter. Okay. Uh, a game, a game that we used to play is Deus Ex. Yes, they're and meant to be making like a sequel, it. aren't they? And they're making a sequel, Deus Ex Three, and I've seen some stuff about it at E3, so I thought we might talk about it. Yes. Okay. So I actually think they might actually understand what makes what made Deus Ex good. <laughs> you know, which is what you, which is the first thing you need really for this. To make a decent Deus Ex Three, really, isn't it? But all so. they need to understand is to make it. Is to, uh, all they need to understand is Deus Ex One was the good, and then Deus Ex Two was the bad. So if you subtract Deus Ex Two from Deus Ex One, you can't possibly fail. <laughs> <laughs> That's That's true. True. Oh dear! So, Deus Ex um, One. <laughs> yes, it is a prequel. Yes, it, it's interesting because they're saying uh, people are saying. Uh, they're looking at their screenshots and saying, well, that looks more advanced, the technology in this, than stuff in the first game. But then it's like, well, if you look around the real world, like, flat screen TVs look a lot more advanced than the TVs in Deus Ex. Cause That's they true. Really lame. But so, they did uh, have flat screens on their computers, didn't they? Oh, yeah, they had those cool, like, or like Avatar, where you could see through them, didn't they? But they also had, like, big, big four, three ratio TVs with people going him and him and over and over again. So, I guess. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah, it looked pretty cool. It's like they get the idea that, um, you know, you can approach any situation, like, uh, you know, guns blazing or stealth or social engineering. So they understand and they've stated explicitly that you can go through the entire game without killing everyone, if anyone, if you want stuff like that. So, and, I, the the um, close-in like melee kills look really cool. Like sneak up on someone and because they're dynamic. <laughs> well, they're as dynamic. long as as long as they're not just hit someone with a baton until they fall over. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was so bad in the first game. Yeah, and they're, dynam- <laughs> they're dynamically <laughs> generated, so they're not like a canned animation. So that's quite cool. And uh, it's got this sort of black and gold sort of visual style. Like yeah, everything's sort of that. everything's sort of gold. I don't know. I think it looks sort of cool. Hmm. Could be alright. So, yeah, looks, so... It makes it look slightly more aged, perhaps, than the Deus Ex sort of yeah. grey. Well, it was black and green, really. Yeah. Was it Was it green? 
everything had that slight green hint of hint of green. It was always because it had that weird like sort of overlay effect. Yeah, texture over the screen. overlay thing. Yeah, where it made everything slightly green and uh, weirdly textured. Yeah. yeah, I remember that. The one that mm. made it look like everything had looked a bit like a chocolate bar, and you know the square formation <laughs> nobbling. Mm, yeah, strange. That was weird. It's a technical term there, nobbling. But basically, fingers crossed for that because I mean, it's almost it's almost like hoping for a great Sonic game, isn't it? It's like you know you're <laughs> going to be disappointed in a way, but you can't help helping anyway. You know, hoping, and uh, so I really hope that they make a good Deus Ex game. So I think it's <laughs> astonishing. Going to fiddle around with that cellophane on air, making noise. I'm just having a brief look inside this headset, see why it's busted. Yes, we we fixed the temporary technical problem. Have you? Have you? Can you both hear me then? Yes. Yep. Oh, fixed. Okay. <laughs> so yes, that's Deus Ex Three. I have no idea why this isn't working, or why it went wrong. Oh well, forget about it until we finish this. What? How are we doing yeah, for time yeah. anyway? On this uh, podcast. Yeah. Oh sweet. Okay. Uh, <laughs> well, a whole half an hour. <laughs> you heard half an hour before the fifteen minutes. Yeah, half that's an half an hour until we hit that two-minute recommend, two-hour recommended limit. Okay. Little Big Planet <laughs> 2, as you said, it is yeah, happening. Yeah, I was waiting for this this moment. Go, I'm, talk. I'm actually really quite excited about it. Talk, tell us about it. Yeah, it's, uh, oh, it's just awesome. It's like one of my big <laughs> concerns. Like, I, I wish I wanted to make a level based on base jumpers on the, yeah. on the Amiga and LBP. And uh, I couldn't because the level of control I, I couldn't, uh, I, I wanted for the... Uh, well, the base jumping bit where you're falling to the ground just wasn't possible. I hmm. kept trying to dev- think of ways to devising a contrap- contraption or something where you could grab <laughs> a contraption. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it's a crack <laughs> contraption. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was a, a shit contraption to try and um, <laughs> okay, you know, control your flight left and right that could like explode or something if you hit some sort of obstacles, unless I yeah. made the obstacles out of explosives or something. I don't know. Um, it would have been difficult to pull off, but they've sort of got around that problem by introducing this idea of direct control seats where Sackboy sits in a chair or something and you then okay. take um, the, the, the direct control object, assigns specific motors or switches in the world to specific buttons on the controller. Uh-huh. So you have Quite direct well. control over whatever mm. it is, meaning that when you control a car, for instance, you're not controlling... Sackboy pulling a lever to make it going forwards and backwards, you actually have direct control of that motor that makes it go forward and back. Right, you, great. Uh, a much greater sense of control. Brilliant. Which is brilliant, because basically, uh, well, to sum it up, uh, Joystick had a great co- co- quote that said, um, yeah, in the first game, you couldn't make real-time strategy games. You now can. It's, RTS? How can apparently, you make an RTS? Yeah. Well, That's apparently mental. you have the ability to do top-down as well now. Okay. So you're not you're not limited to the side scrolling platform world, but you can now do top down and presumably through methods of control and switches and things like that, you could probably sort of tell you certain could... things where to go. And you get AI mm. control as well, so they can mimic other items or behave differently in certain circumstances and um but basically they've opened the world up completely. The game has changed now. As creative as LBP was, you always had to make a platformer. Um, right with certain things, but now you can pretty much change every element of platforming and do some other crazy stuff while you're at it, you know, Great. do away with Sackboy altogether, just have cars, you know. Because I, I was really, I, I thought Little Big Planet had kind of 
gone as far as it could go. I was worried that a sequel would just be a waste of time, but yeah. I mean, they I mean, just I have, completely opened it up. I hadn't completely. considered they would take it this far. You know, yeah. I always thought that it's perhaps great. that was beyond what they intended for Little Big Planet, and but uh, turns out, thankfully, I was wrong, and that they're actually going to make it basically like a, a click and create games studio. Almost, yeah, talking almost that kind of level, but with and, you know all the all the physics and stuff just as standard. You can tweak it, the it, physics and stuff as well, so you can change the floatiness. So if you do want to make a platformer, you can make it so it handles a bit more like a normal thing rather than. Uh, oh, that would be good. Jello man. So you can make it handle more like Super Mario Brothers one than, than in theory, yeah. Little Big Planet. Okay. I heard that all the levels are made without cheating by the developers now, as in every yep. level in the campaign same as the is first made game. with with the game tools. Yeah. Yep. Same as the first game. They no cheating involved. Everything that they made, you could make. Yeah. And it was visible as well. All the motors and stuff and the triggers and stuff were visible in the levels. They weren't hidden yeah. by anything or hidden behind a plane or something. They let you see what yeah. they used to make a level. So that's cool. Mm, so that's that's exciting, isn't it? I know. Yeah. I'm actually really like... Because just imagine it. I'm, I was never met much of a creator because I don't have that kind of time. But yeah. I'm really excited now about what the community are going to come up with for it. Speaking of which, though, we did find a genius level the other day on LBP1. We were playing oh, yeah. just because of that announcement came out, and I was like, you know what, I'm quite excited about this. Let's go finish LBP1. So we did, and um, then started playing some community levels. And there was this brilliant one, which is giant shark attack, basically. I can't remember the exact name of it, but you drop down from the sky onto these floating platforms with this humongous shark monster chasing you. But that's not the problem. No, that, that's fine at that stage. Yeah, the idea is you have to sort of run along these floating platforms to get to the end of the level, we think, um, <laughs> before getting eaten by the giant shark. But in the process, there are these little diddy ones that seem to move at rocket speed that hold right in on you. And when you get in, and they sort of like, they, they angle themselves so their mouth basically just go for you. And then they clamp down and bite you and crush you to death. Um, oh but the other thing that happens is that these things hit, obviously run into the islands and stuff, but with such force that they disrupt them all and make them bounce around and uh, cause water <laughs> effects to sort of wobble them all about and stuff, meaning you'll get flung about all over the place and chances are you have no control over where you're going. But it's uh, it's just hilarious and random and brilliant. Cool. Okay. <laughs> Even if it wasn't much of a game, it was hilarious. Well, that's half the battle, isn't it? Making hilarious stuff to put on on those kind of community sites. They're always the stuff that does well, isn't it? Really, oh, yeah. stuff that's a bit of a joke and fun at the same it's time. It's really funny. Uh, uh, yeah, if you can just imagine if, you know, based on that physics engine with some direct control stuff as well, you can make all kinds of mental stuff. Hmm. Like, um, if you wanted to, in theory, you could make a top-down racer with, like, car controls like Micro Machines. <laughs> That'd be fun. Uh, Zach, you'd be onto that, wouldn't you? Been trying to make a micro machines game and Games Factory for a while. <laughs> but I think it's safe to say that no, even no matter what you do, it will never turn out to be actually as good as micro machines control. Well, no, that was no, one of the arguments true. people have made about it is that what LBP two will do is give you lots of mediocre games. Uh, I guess. Yeah, I mean, you don't have to play but, them. No, it's not. Well, no, and and half the half the thing of the game is, ooh, what is this? Because you really don't won't know what you're getting into until you play it. No, I guess not. Does it have like a star rating system? The first one. Or yeah, something? you get a rating yeah. system and a heart system, so people can sort of add it to their favorites list. 
Um, right. There's also a tagging system where there's a set list of words that you can sort of say, oh, that apply to this level. Okay. Um, okay. And stuff like that. And that's kind of how it's worked. But apparently they're improving all that aspect as well, so it's easier to find levels. Um, I bet so you'd at the be moment you tend it. just to browse, tend to browse whatever's on the default planet. But now you've got ways of going to visit specific authors' planets, so you can see all the levels they've made. Um, okay. So if there's a series of stupid levels, it's easier to do the series. Um, I bet you'll hopefully... be able to post your level to Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. Mm. Hopefully they'll be able to do something about c- the comment system, though, because at the moment it's completely re- re- redundant. Because the only thing that ever anyone ever says in the comment system is, come play my level, please. Right, they never yeah. actually make a comment. It's just like, play my level, play my level. No, play my level. Although I mean, if it was on PC, they would kind of voice. If it was play on PC, they'd, level, make, they'd make so many retarded YouTube comments, wouldn't they? If it was with a keyboard. <laughs> yeah. But uh, as it is, like no one could be bothered to make retarded YouTube comments by using a gamepad, because that would take forever. Yeah. Although the PS3 is probably capable of having a keyboard plugged into it. I know, but people aren't going to, just so they can go, cool game, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. GG. Yeah. GG and all that, yeah. It'd be a waste of time reading really, that stuff anyway. I think the rating system is quite good. The stars. I noticed that um, YouTube have dumped the star rating system and just gone for the, oh, the Facebook. Which is retarded. Yeah. Yeah, now it's... Um, I mean, not like... that anyone ever really used any option apart from 1 and 5, obviously. <laughs> yeah, so... The, but the fact that now there isn't the option to not use 1 or 5, and no one's going to use 1 because now the, the 1 has become a thumbs down, that doesn't mean the same as 1, really. <laughs> I guess. Well, it kind Saying of you does. totally hate something is not necessarily... Saying, like, no to something is not necessarily the same as saying, this is pretty shitty, but whatever. <laughs> Yeah, but you wouldn't rate something one star that you, that you were saying is pretty shitty, but whatever, because that's going to bring down the star rating. You just would ignore it. You don't need to vote one star in order to deliberately bring down the star rating because you hated it, right? And because so you don't want I think other people is... to see it. <laughs> exactly. So, and because uh, because you're helping the site by saying this isn't quality, this is crap. So yeah. Uh, um, so I think just the up and down does work. I mean. It's quite it's sensible. Pretty, well, it's like the dig it's, system, isn't it? And the comment it's the system same. they now use Reddit on several and websites. And... Upvote and downvote. And now Facebook have got the like uh, thing, which is the, now integrated into the connect thing for other websites. So you go all over the internet now, and it's like, like this. Be the first of your Facebook friends to like this. Only 9,000 people have liked it before. And oh. I just think have you not seen more... that? I just think no, that... I don't want to see it. I you will. You will see it. Well, actually, the only thing I like about the like button is it means I don't have to write a comment to things I can't be asked to oh, write yeah. a comment about and just sort of say, I've seen this, that's fine. <laughs> I can be social without being social. I still think that, that having the like and dislike option, I think less people are likely to hit dislike than, than people who would do one star. I think that... It, it, I don't think it... It has the same, you know. I don't think it causes the same reaction in people. Maybe or, for me, know. it's like I'm more, I, I'm quite likely to like something, but I would never have rated anything. So it's actually encouraging me to participate where I absolutely didn't before. So. Well, but then if it was I, the only option, I I rated. I mean, if it was the only way of doing something, I I would rate over making a comment. But when put it that way, when hmm. you have, I mean, for, with the like thing to say you like this. 
Yeah. That's more what I would have said the sort of system to add things to your favorites is for, to store things that you like. Yeah. No, that makes, yeah, but... that makes more sense to me, actually, in a way. You almost have, want the rating system and the, in the way that LBP has done, in fact, that you have the rating system and the heart system as separate. Yeah. As you can rate it as being very good, but you don't necessarily have to heart it. Yeah. And, uh, have a reference to it. A favorite. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it's got the favorite system in YouTube as well as, doesn't it? Because you can say favorites as well as liking or rating yeah, stuff, can't you? Maybe. But then, that's like, that's but then what... does that tie into the sort of like popularity system of YouTube? Does I don't favoriting think so. something like improve its rating on the site, you know, so other people see it? Because it should. It's like, does it need to be two separate No, it buttons? doesn't. Should it just not be one thing where you like it and it adds it to your favorites? Well, then, I wouldn't of course, want a whole list of like... stuff I'd liked. Well, yeah, that's the problem. Because <laughs> then you're getting into granularity. Because I don't use the favorite system on YouTube. It's there. But if I wanted to see something again, I would bookmark it using my browser rather than using YouTube's interface. I mean, it's good that it's there, I guess. But um, And I'm sure lots but of people use it But if you add it, it to your favorites on YouTube, when you go to your go to your page in YouTube, they all appear in a list. Yeah, that's true. So that's good. Hmm. So, well, I well, think at there. this point, as we've been talking for, about E3 for... Well, nearly two hours now. And, yeah, uh, it's our E3 special, man. Well, yeah, yeah, no, but we've been talking about E3 for nearly two hours, and we've be- apart from LBP two, we've barely mentioned the PlayStation. It's like our yeah. interest has stemmed from a game for their system. Well, I want to talk about one than... thing I did see on the PlayStation. Okay, because I'd seen the demo of Zelda Skyward Sword, and um, so did you see that? Uh, you didn't see this, but in the Nintendo press conference, what happened was this: like American guy was showing off Skyward Sword, and he was fucking it up. But he was deliberately <laughs> fucking it up. Okay, he was going, "Oh, I can't do this." Oh, and then and then you saw uh, Miyamoto on a screen going, "No, you have to hold it like a shield." And then he burst through a screen, and he was actually there, and he picked it up, and he was and he's going, "I'll show you how to do it." And then, just like Apple. They had Wi-Fi interference and technical problems, and even Miyamoto couldn't bloody play the game. <laughs> so it, was really, it was really hilarious. But uh, he could mostly play it, but like there was, when he was trying to aim the bow, it went completely wrong because of, and everyone was like, turn off your Wi-Fi, and all this. Anyway, but um, the, I saw a demo of uh, PlayStation Move, and they had this game called Sorcery. And it was basically a complete rip-off of Harry Potter in, in concept. But Literally. he was he was swooshing and flicking his wand which was one-to-one control with the uh, move you know wand. Wand. <laughs> yeah. yeah the move remote and it genuinely looked really good uh, like um you know he was doing the flick to, to um it was full 3d environment just like zelda he was navigating using the the second control the nunchuck thing and uh, he was flicking the the uh, thing to uh, launch attacks and doing all kind of swirling it in the air to create a little hurricane and stuff and it actually looked I dare I dare I say it looked better to control than the uh, Zelda, um, and uh, do, I, I was, it does look like Move has better freedom of movement and freedom of detection than the Wii. Yeah, so I was quite impressed by that. So check out the. I mean, sorcery. Obviously, the concept of the game is, you know, I mean, sort of dumb. But well, uh, technically, the actual execution true. of the moves. I have to say, well, technically, this all may be true. I don't really have much faith in Sony pulling off the market they're aiming for. Mm, I know what you mean. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't think, though. It's like, ooh, casual gaming, motion control. This is exactly what it's for. I don't think they're going to do it that well. 
Not when the PS3 costs so much. <laughs> Not when the PS3 costs so much. Not when they don't really have much of a casual lineup in terms of. Games. It doesn't really fit and quite with because their image is kind of quite slick and and high tech, isn't it? An early adopter yeah. and it almost doesn't fit because Nintendo's always had, even though secretly, you know, Nintendo. Some of the Nintendo games are, are, are really hardcore and everyone loves them, but uh, you know, you know, but uh, and they come up with new things like the analog stick and stuff that are really important, yeah, yeah. but it still has this kind of kiddie Game Boy image all the way back from the 80s, doesn't it? Sure. You know, which kind of fits perfectly with their Wii master plan, you know, and with their DS stuff. And whereas Nintendo just don't have the... Oh, sorry, Nintendo? Sony don't have that, do they? I mean, the iToy uh, and stuff. Is, yeah. <laughs> they've never know. got their experiments right, is the thing. They've When they've stuck to core gaming, they've got it fairly, you know, they haven't done a bad job, let's put it that way. But, no. you know, when they've come to their experiments like the iToy and things like that, it's just not really worked out for them. I'm a little bit mm. concerned as well because the cost of entry for the move must be fairly high because you have to buy um, an iToy and controllers. Yeah, I Except for the fact so. you can apparently get a big glowing orb that just attaches to your six axis and that will work as well. But <laughs> They're going to have to price it competitively with the Connect. I don't know... How... I mean, they, did that, they announce prices for the Connect? I don't think they did, uh, but uh, I don't think it would be too. Five hundred US dollars. It's not, not going to be that Ridge much. Ridge sure. Racer. <laughs> Ridge Racer. Do you see the? Uh, we haven't talked about the fact there's a new Xbox format, have we? The the, the slim oh, or the not slim. slim? Don't don't call it the slim because it isn't the slim. In fact, it's it not, not slim. No, the, the I don't big. know what it. I, I can't remember what it's it called. The Xbox yeah. Fin. <laughs> or is it the Xbox Lite? It it's actually, Lite. yeah, Lite. I think it's actually, the, the, the correct term really would be Xbox Short. Because it's, <laughs> it's about the same thickness, but it's yeah. shorter and it's got a much smaller power break. But I'm quite, there are a few things that annoy me about it. I mean, I like, okay. I like the new design in, visually. I think it's pretty mm. cool. Provided that the plastic they've used doesn't... It, it worryingly looks like the type of plastic they sort of... Um, You'd, you'd like store stuff in in the attic, <laughs> sort of really flimsy looking okay. plastic, um, which is one concern. Secondly, isn't the one of the biggest problems with the Xbox is its capacity to overheat? Yeah, it's like they say that's the big cause of the red rings of death. So yeah, it's like um, by sh- making it smaller, surely you're sort of increasing the likelihood of causing I don't red know. rings. No, because um, I think I don't think in that's theory the problem. architecture means that it runs cooler, but it's a yeah. bit of a risk. Um, it's not just that though, because they've got a, they've got a, now they've got a massive fan on the side of the case because that's what's solved the noise problem. Because that's the, that's the thing I'm most excited about about this new one is it's not really much smaller, but I don't really care about it being smaller. Well, it's really the noise quiet, problem apparently. came from the, the drive, <laughs> and apparently it's the same drive being used in the new one. Yeah, I guess, but you can just install stuff now, especially since it's got 250 well, gig hard drive. Yeah, yeah, I suppose that is alleviating that problem somewhat. Yeah, um, and uh, my drive my is drive certainly is a lot. Pretty noisy. Well, my drive is a lot quieter because I sent it for repair when I got my one red ring of deaths, death, and they replaced the drive. I think because my one stuck sometimes when it ejected, and I think they just went, "Oh, we'll replace the whole drive," because you can tell because not only is it a lot quieter, but you can tell because the actual shape of the tray is different oh yeah yeah they did go through a couple of iterations of drives yeah so i think because you you still got your i don't know i've still got a first gen 
Yeah, and that first gen drive. First gen. I mean, it's been through the shop a few times, but it's still all the original. All stuff, the original stuff. Basically. Yeah. I think I was really lucky that they switched out my drive, but um, yeah, it's it's quiet relatively. So um, presumably this new one will have the new, newest drives, which are relatively quiet. But um, it's the it, yeah, but it's the still fact noisy. That, yeah, even with, even with the new drives, it's still noisy. Mm, it's true. I don't know, but the fa- I mean, the the installing thing does alleviate that somewhat. I mean, because it doesn't have to be spun up. When I was playing Red Dead, it was nice and quiet, you know, because I installed it. It was seven hundred megs or something though, and I've only got the original hard disk. What twenty gig is that? Or something? Seven hundred yeah. megs? Me, no, me seven gigs. I mean, though. sorry. Yeah, so two hundred fifty is a lot more. So, and it's going to be the same price as well. Uh, so they're not raising Well, I'm not finished price. yet. There's still more niggles. Go on. <laughs> Niggle number three. The removal of the memory card slots. Oh, yeah. I mean, I know this is kind of... They wanted to do this because nobody uses memory cards, really. But yeah, I use now, them. It's useful yeah. to put my profile on it and move it around. Like when we used to come to yours and play Left 4 Dead, for instance. I didn't have to like, yeah. bring my Xbox. I could just bring my memory card. Well, can you do that with a flash drive now? Well, in theory, yes. Stick. But there, I'm sure there are some things you can't move. Like, I'm sure right. I have some games that are stored on the memory card that I can't move to the hard disk for some reason. That's really ridiculous. So I'm not sure how oh. I'll move them off or transfer them onto a hard disk. And worse hmm. than that, if, if we were using a, um, a flash drive, it would take up one of your precious USB ports, of which there are still only three. No, there's five. <laughs> there's, there's five? five? Yeah. Oh. Okay, I didn't see the other two in the, in and the design. Additionally, there's a special connector for the Connect, so that won't take up a, one of the USB ah, ports either. That's cool. Yeah, because the okay, Connect consider that pa- niggle gone. Yeah, because that Connect needs power if you have an original Xbox, but it's kind of it can suck power off the new Xbox. Is special. They, yeah, plug. yeah, that was that was the thing. I found it quite. Ir- yeah, that's that's actually quite annoying. Actually, that they couldn't make it just power itself off USB. At the end of the day, it's just yeah. a camera and a mic. Yeah, I guess. You, you'd, you'd think that could power itself off. Yeah. So it needs Unless the Connect itself is doing quite a lot of processing. I think it does do some, doesn't it? In, in the hardware. And I always figured it would offload it to the Xbox. No, because that would compromise performance of the games quite a lot, wouldn't it? If it was doing a lot of... True, so but, the more, you know, the, the, it doesn't the really compromise the, the Wii, does it? The sort of <laughs> the Wii was well, already compromised, arguably. Yeah, I think well, the more six processing axis didn't really affect PS3 and all that stuff. You know, you have to process. You but know, what uses six axis? <laughs> well, it's the exact the same as the Wii mote, pretty much. In terms of what you could do with it, <laughs> what you could do, yeah. <laughs> but what people do do with it, do do. I think Connect you probably requires if you're looking at the raw data from the cameras and stuff, it probably requires a lot more processing, you know, probably. to do the finding out the body where people are and stuff than just processing the three D data from a Wii mode or a six. I guess. Axis. But I don't think in that tiny little unit that they're gonna be there's gonna be like a pa- a processing powerhouse to no, sort no. of do that sort of thing. That which the Xbox excuse me. <coughs> throat going <coughs> Which the Xbox is. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> you just did that. You just did that. <coughs> no, that's actually trying... dry. My throat's drying up quite badly. Yeah, Sit back down. <laughs> yeah, you, you think that's it? It's because I've sort of leant forward slightly. Yeah, I don't know why you did that. I don't know. Just 
felt like moving, confused. you know. We, we sit here for a couple of hours. I need to shuffle. Let's do, do the shuffle. Hmm. Yeah, so that's interesting. What was my other niggle? It wasn't up. So are those, hang on, are those extra USB ports, are they like on the front of the device? I'm not or sure. Like in a, in a hidden compartment? Because I'm sure when I looked at the back, I only could only see three. Oh, perhaps they are. Perhaps there's two on the front and three on the back, rather than yeah. two and one on the back. That was going to lead me to my next worry, is that if the USB ports are on the back, then surely you'd have to plug wired controllers in on yeah. the back. Yeah, that's not good. Which is, is rubbish. Yeah, there I mean, must be some on the Sony front. have made that mistake in the past before with the... Um, do you remember the PSX? Yes, in Japan only, wasn't it? A special it? edition uh, PS2. Yeah. yeah, I think I know. Which uh, yeah, which looked a bit more like a, a uh, an entertainment separate, you know, which was cool. Yeah. Except for the fact that it had all the memory card and controller ports on the back of the unit. Yeah, not a good idea. Which was a bad idea. <laughs> that was weird. That thing because there was a GameCube that Panasonic DVD. Oh, the Panasonic that, Hue, that was cool. Like. That was strange. <laughs> kind of cool though. Well, it's sort yeah. of it was a good idea because it's like well, if people like. Uh, uh, want DVD capability back in a GameCube? Here it is. Here's your alternative. In yeah, stylishly shiny box. That would never happen now, though, because the would it? To think about it, it's a that was the only now. that was the only time where a licensed deal from Nintendo's hardware elsewhere actually got used. Mm. Because you know, a, a lot of the current generation consoles actually sort of said at one point, "Well, we could license it out, so it ends up as part of tellies directly." Um, yeah, and I think Ninty said that about the Wii, and Sony definitely said that about PlayStation Three. Um, yeah, just they make that TVs, it might end up they? being yeah that it might end up being built into televisions and things like that. <coughs> oh god, wow. it just doesn't happen. <laughs> hmm. Interesting. But the Q does look cool though. I'm just looking at pictures of it now with its neon controller port. Yeah. Wow, it's awesome. Compared to the Xbox 360 Lite, I think it's quite old-fashioned tech, but still pretty cool. Can play F Zero FX on that. Oh yeah, that was the other thing I wanted to mention about the Slim. It What's doesn't that? actually have the ability of having a red ring of death. Okay, what does it that do? That cannot happen because there are no red lights. So what happens when it goes wrong? <laughs> I don't be a know. Presumably, one. you get a green ring of death. Ring of death. Yeah, or, that's going to be the or next. A grod. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if that starts happening and there's a whole internet meme about it. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's all it's hmm. I just found that funny, though. It's like, we, well, we can get a, get around the uh, red ring of death fiasco by not putting red lights <laughs> in it. <laughs> not having any red lights. <laughs> oh, genius. It's the best get-out ever. Well, maybe not ever, but, you know, <laughs> it's probably been better get-out. Zach, you got any uh, anything else to add to our E3 discussion? Anything? What did you want to see yeah. that hasn't been there? I think I already mentioned it, really. What, like Advance Wars? <laughs> well, yeah. Gone Sun, and that was it, I guess. Did you see any coverage of uh, Civ Five? No. Well, of course he didn't, because he didn't say so or anything. But... Yeah, I didn't see anything. I guess Civ Five would be it. Have you not been on the internet this week? I don't have time to sit around watching videos of shit. Yes, Mr. Unemployed Man. Someone always comes along and interrupts. They don't (laughs) have me using... 
I don't know where the where the headphone ports are on the Mac either, so I can't, <laughs> <laughs> so I can't have my headphones plugged in in order to be able to listen to shit. Yeah, Apple. <laughs> a deep design can't fucking find the headphone ports. Because they're not, they're not even... I mean, I'm sure they're there, but they're not on the front. They're not even on the side. They're actually all the way on the back of that giant monitor. So you'd have to have one of those awkward head-leaning moments to try and find Yeah, you'd it. have to look all the way down there at the back or tilt the whole system awkwardly. Doesn't sound very sensible. No. So when is your PC arriving then? Should arrive. (laughs) Well, I keep saying this, but it's like it should arrive this week, early this week. God damn it! Mm. It's only meant to take five to eight days. But yeah, when we checked on Thursday, it still hadn't even got to the stage of being built. (laughs) Mm. So you selected the components and then paid for them to put them together well it's just like select the components into a pc you know just a, one of those regular style of site select what you mm. want in this box and then they'll build it okay fair enough so that'll arrive soon and you'll have plenty of uh, interesting pc related things to talk about next week <laughs> probably so. not probably what i'll have is me basically playing all the games that i've already talked about several times before again but now in better graphics mode. <laughs> <laughs> but now in 3D. <laughs> now sharper than ever before. Woo! So, in colour. <laughs> so heading back to the old school, let's bring it back down to Sonic 4, episode 1. <laughs> Woo! 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 So, what do you think, Mr. Sonic Man? I think I've made myself clear. Woo! <laughs> Well, yeah, it's it's going to be everything it says on the tin, and as uh, the reports are, that it's quite literally just Sonic Two with funky graphics. Yeah, which, I see. Yeah, it's got the no um, bad thing. It's got the Sonic Adventure sort of homing, homing attack th- yeah. attack thing. Yeah, I, I think I'm, that's a good idea. Who cares about that? And you know what? I don't know about that. To be honest, it it doesn't matter because most of the time in those old school Sonic games, you don't actually bother to stop and fight enemies; you just run past them. <laughs> Well, presumably they'll use it like they do... In... Well, to make, like, bridges and shit, yeah. where you hope attack across a bunch of enemies, yeah, probably. I was kind of hoping that they'd, you know, separate off and not consider anything that they'd used from but, the yeah. 3D age onwards. You know, they, they, they would, like, just go back to... I suppose the homing tech is part of Sonic's main arsenal now, but it's always in every game that he has. I don't see... Much, but... It is now. I don't see why none of the 2D games haven't used Light Dash. That's I mean, true. it's an entirely pointless well, mechanic. In, well, they did in Sonic Unleashed, <laughs> if that counts. You know, the 2D sections made use of the light dash and the homing attack mechanics. Yeah, which I'm a bit, which is why I'm mildly disappointed that it's in Sonic 4, because, you know, they've done that before. <laughs> they did it before in Sonic Unleashed, and, you know, that was a... Well, you know, it's a bit different. And the bit that's confusing me is, is that Sonic Colors, from all I can tell, is supposed to be... Sonic Unleashed without the wolf. So it's like, why do they need to repeat mechanics between the two games? Mm. You know, if Sonic if Sonic uh, Colors is supposed to have all that stuff, then surely Sonic 4 should have gone in a different direction. Mm. I don't know. Interesting. Well, I hope it's up to your, uh, you know, your stringent uh, you know, tastes. 
Well, you don't really consider goes. my sonic takes that strict, so it's a... No, but you know what? <laughs> they I are. Mean, I hope they, they are. But it's like, maybe you, what you actually like is more strict, but you still end up buying everything. Like Sonic yeah, 2006. Exactly. It was I creepy. didn't buy that. Oh, no, that's true. I was given that. It was a present. Oh, really? Oh, dear. You've I probably would have bought it for myself eventually, but just not while it was quite Expensive. so fresh. Yeah. <laughs> you have some crap games that people have just given you, like Dead or Alive. <laughs> Dead or Alive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Genius. That must have been a joke, but that's a lot of money to spend on a joke. Like no, it was a quid. joke. But then again, that, that had been out a couple, like a year or two by the time oh, I got hold of that. So. That's still unbelievably ridiculous. Can you imagine? Oh, Connect. You know, because Connectimals or whatever, I, it's going to be not long until like there's some ridiculous Dead or Alive beach volleyball kind of game featuring the. Connect. Oh man! Oh no! I, that, that's yeah. That's a whole new level of disturbing, isn't it? You could yeah. actually jiggle boobs with your hands. Grope yeah, or combine combine that combine that with the 3D effect, and there you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I, I I thought it was quite interesting that they well quite inevitable that they changed the milo thing from a little boy to like a, a tiger cub or something something a little <laughs> less like pro to that that's not better well, it's like you uh, move from pedophiles to fairies yeah, it's per, it's no, that's more acceptable now. yeah <laughs> that, yeah that is, as disturbing as it is it's actually more acceptable but not if it's a tiger yeah. cub because then you just combine pedophile and fairy into <laughs> one <laughs> fair if I, like, um, what would it be that's a pedophile <laughs> Oh man, do you know what the furries are saying about that demo of? Because they had a little girl come up on the um, Microsoft. Was the little girl a fairy? No, the little girl was a was a normal little Asian girl. Oh, not normal, obviously, because she was a, a <laughs> child. She was a, a child. Why are you laughing at that? It's just Zach just going. Like, if we can just cut that out. And she's like <laughs> Asian. Don't you know lol Asian? Lol Asian. Well, yeah, but, you know, just yeah, but out, it was quite it wasn't a lol Asian, it was a huh Asian. It <laughs> yeah. more racist. Yeah, so uh, the black one from Jesse's child. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. Okay, yeah, so the little kid, obviously very well rehearsed to get this exactly right in front of this massive cloud. And all credit to her, she got it perfectly right, where Shigeru Miyamoto couldn't manage to control his own Zelda game. So Technical yeah. issues. <laughs> yeah, technical issues, but no technical issues with this Connect demo, and uh, yeah, she was just like playing with this Tiger Cup. It was just like the Milo thing, except slightly less creepy because it wasn't like Peter and Molly knew. But did you know, the Tiger creep- Cub talk or whatever? No, 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 it didn't talk. No, it just did like tricks and stuff. Like she jumped in the air and it jumped, and then she hid behind a sofa and it was like, "Where's wait, gone?" And- wait, this sounds almost exactly like Lionhead not delivering on their promises. <laughs> yep, we couldn't yep. deal with speech recognition, so we made it an animal. <laughs> oh. That familiar sound of Lionhead not delivering on their promises. <laughs> yes, and, but and then she did uh, skipping, like she held one end of the skipping rope and skipped and and spun it around. And there was a cool moment for all the like geeks in the audience where it was like, oh, this is the cute little game. And then it went into bullet time and like spat around <laughs> the tiger for no reason in the middle of that. Yeah, so yeah, it was quite dumb. But surely that would really really interrupt your rope swinging yeah. if it suddenly slowed down. <laughs> well, no, it like it went into bullet time, and then and then it span around like in the Matrix, where it went around laterally yeah. around the character. Yeah, it would. But I mean, it completely, yeah, interrupt the yeah, actual it would interrupt your rhythm. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, oh, it was pretty dumb. But uh, connectimals. Oh, how many names are going to be like 
use that stupid connect because it's already it's already well, two connectables words into one. is already shit. <laughs> yeah, they can't. Yeah. It's like can't think of any worse ones than that. No, nothing much worse than that. I don't know. At least it wasn't. At least they did. At least they called it animals, like animals, rather than trying to make it a specific animal. It's like four. What if it was a tiger? Like tiger. <laughs> No, no. Uh, uh, or a it's... dog. Canog. Or Canet. Or Canudgy. Rob, there is a game called Connect 4. Guess what kind of game it is. It's not Kinect 4, then. No, like, it is Kinect. The, the, the MB game. Yeah, it's a golf game. <laughs> Connect 4. Four. There you Four. go. <laughs> spelt, spelt wrong. Spelt wrong, yeah. Spelt wrong but right. Wrong but right, and yeah. And it, it doesn't... Uh, MB it doesn't, suing? <laughs> I don't know. They should do, shouldn't they? Although I don't know if you can, if it's both words are spelt completely differently, but if it sounds <laughs> phonetically exactly the same, then... <laughs> so they're not, is it called see. something else in America or something, like four in a row or something retarded? No, I think maybe, it's universal. I It's possible. I of course, there's probably off-brand for. versions of it yeah. that are called four in a row, whatever. Yeah. Hmm. I'm pretty sure that one is universal. A lot of board games are fairly universal. Obviously, Monopoly was... Is, where's the first city of Monopoly? Is it like Philadelphia or something? Boston? No, it wasn't London, that's for sure. No. Gaming. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Connect Four is class. Its genre is abstract strategy. <laughs> I guess that's, that makes sense. Very weird. Sort of. Would you call tic tac toe uh, or noughts and crosses? Would you call that abstract? Let's strategy? find out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The adventures in Wikipedia. Here we go. She searched Wikipedia, not the net in general. Yes, Wikipedia. <coughs> Let's see. It doesn't have one of those. Oh, it doesn't have a box. It's not a class as anything. It's not classed as a game. What is it? Oh, I guess that makes... It's not like a sold board game like um, Connect 4. No, I guess not. If you look up Mousetrap... Look look up Monopoly. I want to see what Monopoly's class is. Monopoly. That'd be like... (laughs) (laughs) Macroeconomic strategy... (laughs) (laughs) Would it help if Rob could spell Monopoly? (laughs) No, not (laughs) Monopoly. Not (laughs) Monopoly. <laughs> it's just, it's, just, it's monolopy. <laughs> monolopy. <laughs> oh god! I don't want to play a game of monolopy now. Well, now you've gone into the page for the legal meaning of monopoly, not the game. Here we go. It's classed as. It doesn't have a genre on this one. Oh, a... It says you require negotiation and resource management skills. You have to go in and edit that page, man. Go into Wikipedia. (laughs) Just check. I'd like to propose the edit for strategic bastardism. (laughs) Okay, that might be vandalism, but still. What about Scrabble? Oh, wait, that would be a word game. Uh, Yeah, that would be word bastardism. (laughs) (laughs) Sodomy of language. (laughs) (laughs) It's ironic because the word bastardism probably wouldn't get you anything. Probably isn't a word. Let's look that up. (laughs) Exactly. Let's look that up. What are you going to dictionary? Bastardism. It's not a word. Come on, you just It's not a word, no. It's it's suggested, did you mean bastardi? (laughs) Oh, dear. Which must be Italian. Hey, no. Topics on Twitter related to bastard... Oh, no, that's bastard din. Stop searching (laughs) the internet. Does not make for a good podcasting. (laughs) How we do for time? Um... 
there's plenty of it left in the world. <laughs> Hurrah! Um, but what about in this podcast? Five minutes. Really? Mm, okay. Time flies when you're dissing board game. <laughs> <laughs> dissing board game. When you're playing abstract strategy. Yes. Oh, what's well, it abstracted from? Is the question. Because you. <laughs> Because, you know, abstract can mean, like, it, it came from something. Oh, what, you mean, to... you mean, what do these, like, different coloured discs actually represent? represent. <laughs> like, whole tank divisions or something. <laughs> <laughs> but then why do you have to get four in a row? Legions what? of yeah. discus throwers. Like, what do you need to get four of in a row? Or not necessarily four, but what do you need to make things in a line of in order to win something? <laughs> Drugs. I don't. <laughs> yeah, step four is abstracted from drugs. It's like if you can make a long enough line, then you win. <laughs> what the hell? So you think the red discs represent cocaine and the, um, and the, the yellow, yellow discs... discs uh, blockers of heroin tabs. <laughs> oh, dear. Well, no, heroin is in tab form, is it? No, it's... You're um, out of touch with drug culture. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't. I don't think you can get heroin in tablet form. Maybe you probably no, can. Probably you, know. you can you get everything in tablet form. You can get a chicken dinner in a tablet. You can. No, it, it's like cops and robbers or something, or like bad guys and good guys in Connect Four. So it's like the red is cocaine, and then <laughs> the yellow is like pixie dust or something. Sherbet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I see sherbet. Yeah, something innocuous that that kids like. That's still powdered. Yeah. But it wouldn't want to. Sherbet wins again. But if you put sherbet in a line and snorted it, that would not be good for you. <laughs> Having spoken from experience, it still fucking hurts. <laughs> yeah, that that would not be a it win. It still hurts today. <laughs> oh dear. Why did you do that? There was, there was a group of us in sick form. We got bored. So we uh, <laughs> had a bad experience. It, it does look a bit like a bit like some kind of drug. So we just thought to ourselves, I wonder what would happen. And uh, basically, all that happens is is it stings a little bit, unless you've got a blocked up nose or a slight bit of moisture in your nasal cavity, in which case it gets a bit stuck and then burns a lot. <laughs> I imagine that's probably quite similar to actually taking cocaine. Yeah, I, I would recommend cocaine, it. But... Yeah. Well, okay, I do recommend it, but let me watch. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Or you are the man who, I don't know, does that kind of shit, like drinking vinegar straight yeah, out of a bottle. A shot of vinegar, yeah. That was I think it was more than a shot. It was in a shot glass. A shot that of vinegar can't I was be that bad. Oh, seriously, it nearly made me hurl. I was thinking the one was horrible. Oh. Didn't you just take the top off the vinegar bottle? Oh, it might have been. Yeah, it might have just been that. Actually, a mini shot. Uh. Oh, oh man, it was, it was not it's... nice though. I, had, I was sort of like went to the loo to try and wash my mouth out. It was just yeah, like, you ah, really puke. Ah! Ew. I quite like vinegar, but like just drinking it is not right. <laughs> no, don't just drink vinegar. I was it Sarsons vin- malt vinegar or whatever that comes in those Sarsons and chips. Bottles. Sarsons and chips. That's right, Sars. And at one point they changed the design so because originally you screwed off the cap and it had a little plastic dripper and you dripped onto the chips. And then they yes. changed the design so the dripper was built into the cap and you had to flip up the cap. So if you unscrewed it like you used to and then pulled it onto your chips, you were screwed. <laughs> it happened quite a few times to me and my dad because you just did automatically what you used to do, unscrew it, and it's like, oh, fail. <laughs> I've, I'm guess, now swimming in vinegar. I guess Pickled it is, chips. It's been enough years now that I know to actually flip up the cap, but even so at the time, it was really irritating. I bet they got quite a few letters and phone complaints for that. Like, 
Don't do that without telling people. <laughs> so anyway, sign us out, Dan. Right, thank you. <laughs> Let's thank you log for out listening. from the podcast world of audio. The podcast world of audio. I hope you've enjoyed our E3 special, given how uninformed a lot was were. I think we talked about quite a few games, and uh, I hope you enjoyed that. This is and, uh, it's quite possibly the worst E3 podcast ever made. Woo! It's not that bad. Oh, it was all right. So, it's going to get worse. <laughs> mostly, have you heard about this? <laughs> no. Yeah, well, don't, don't, don't come for us to us as your first news source. Come as... Comers An alternative discussion. news source that's unreliable. <laughs> yeah, we're not news. We're we're just discussion. So uh, I hope you've enjoyed our discussion and join us again next time on the Salacast. Also, bear in mind we are now available to listen on podcast.com and Blueberry. So there, that was enjoy. Pretty precisely timed advertising. You stuck in at the well, end. It's there. not precisely timed. We've got fifteen <laughs> seconds left. <laughs> <laughs> That's a text message. Going ding. <laughs> and we finished. You read that, and we'll go away, like now ish. <laughs>